Why'd you make that face? <laughs> you made a face. I had, I had, I had, that's, I hadn't started yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to start and I didn't start. I, I was just, I, I, I messed that up. I hit the, I hit the thing and the thing wasn't going and then I had to go back over and hit the other well, thing to make the thing go. We're off to our classic false start <laughs> situation. <laughs> that's a five yard penalty. That's it. what that is. Oh, that kind of false start. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking you just were, you were in the starting blocks, you know, and you're like, right. we're both down. And I look over at you and you're like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> and you look back at me and you're like, you ready? I'm like, totally ready, totally ready. And we're all amped up and my fingers are like, you know, millimeters off the line and I'm in my crouch position. <laughs> and then I go and you trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Actually. You're like face on the track. <laughs> And you're 250 meters down the road. Already. Yeah, and I'm white elephanting down the track. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Precisely. Yeah. All right, so anyway, well, you were talking right. about a white elephant. I uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, we you know there's lots there's, there's lots of holiday traditions. Yes, yes. Not only with where I work, but my family, so on and so forth. We traditionally, where I work at the theater, we do a white elephant. It's always very fun. People get loaded on wine and steal steal presents from each other all night and it's really fun and i was just curious as to whether or not you uh, enjoy a white elephant situation i don't think i've ever done a white elephant are you familiar with the premise of the white elephant it sounds racist let me just put that out there first (laughs) of all why is a white elephant i mean i I don't think the elephant's mind (laughs) like i think we're clear on this one buddy (laughs) gray lives matter No, no one believes that more than I do. <laughs> That's but this true. is just, you know, it's a particular elephant. Okay. All right. It's it's more representative of the of the history of the game than it is the actual uh oh. majestic beast. Well, like I said, I don't I don't think I've ever done a white elephant. So, yes. I don't know much about them. And then I said, "Are you familiar with the premise?" Oh, and I said something. And you said it's racist. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's, I, there are a number of them that are going around now. So I'm just going to say no. I'm not sure which one is a white elephant. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah, there's ones where like you're rolling the dice and you're passing gifts left and right and all that kind of stuff. Like there's yeah, that. no, I don't. We don't. Yeah, no, I because th- you can muddy the waters with too much uh, interstitials, right? You right. Can, it just gets a little. No, the way we typically do it, it's pretty standard. You do a. Everybody gets a gift for somebody. Right. Right. Something of a certain value. You bring it. Once it gets bestowed upon them, there are two chances for someone else in the crew to steal that gift or okay. to say, I want that thing. Uh-huh. But and it's then once, the, once that gift has passed hands twice, it can no longer be gotten. Right. But it's, and they're all wrapped, right? You can't see what it is when you... No, no. It gets opened by the first person. Oh. And then you can say, ooh, that's a handy little... Um, penis ice cube tray i think i would like that <laughs> i only have the vagina ice That's cube right. tray at home it seems like a good match exactly yeah okay that sounds good it's fun it's fun because people get like very excited and very possessive about a gift that, but they know it could be stolen away at any moment yeah that's that's yeah i'm not sure i would like that because I feel well, like I, I wouldn't want my gift stolen, and I, I wouldn't want to steal someone else's <laughs> gift either. You know what I mean? I'd want to kind of like just just sit on it. The, Potsy. Yeah, that seems very Weingartner. <laughs> <laughs> just sit on it, like <laughs> Potsy style. Exactly. <laughs> but the idea is that nothing is yours, and that's that's a you know it's a good vibe to get into for the holiday. That is nice. That yeah, give and take. It comes, it goes. You know? Right. Yeah. That's I like. I do like that aspect of it. 
Yeah, it's nice. Now, one time I was on tour, and they it was for a Christmas Carol. This was like 1996, and we were doing a you know truck and bus tour of the United States, and uh, we went up to Alaska at one point and did Christmas Carol up there. You've so, been you've been everywhere, man. Thank you. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so the, they just some somebody one of the actors decided they wanted to do a, a secret Santa for within the cast and crew, right? So there was going to be a secret Santa, and I didn't want to do the secret Santa, and I don't know why. I just right. I just wasn't into it. I was like, eh, I'm not going to do it. And so the the final like night of the show came, and we were in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, and yeah. we had our Christmas party and they were doing the secret Santa and everybody was exchanging their gifts and all this kind of fun stuff. And I got the best secret Santa gift I ever received. Really? Yeah. And that was finding out that my best friend on the tour also didn't get involved in this secret Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you get me. We get each other. We are. This is working. This is good. It was so fantastic. Just, just n- no involvement was your <laughs> gift? Yeah. Is that yeah? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we both like we were both sort of grinchy about the whole thing. I mean, that's which felt really good. That's sad. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's nice that you had someone to grinch with a little bit. Yeah, it was nice, and it was fun because like we tinked glasses, and everybody else was like, "Oh, those two guys are such dicks," you know, or whatever. It was like really fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was Christmas Carol, so we were like Scrooge, you know. It would all it just Uh all, uh all worked. It was really great. Dude, those two guys are such dicks. <laughs> and then that night I saw... Look th- at them over there, grinching together. <laughs> <laughs> that night I was visited by three ghosts. And then, right. you know, the next morning I bought some kid a turkey. <laughs> I think you had some kid go buy a turkey, right? Isn't well, that how it works? But for another kid. Well, not for the kid. Well, yeah, sure. It's for Tiny Tim. It's not for the other Cratchits. It's for it's Tiny for Tim. The, it's for the Cratchit clan, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but the we whole really clan gets involved. We got to get Tiny Tim fattened up. He's too tiny. All right, gotta, I, don't, I don't. I don't like. I. I. What I do like is throwing open the sash and being like, "You there? <laughs> <laughs> Go fetch me the fattest bird you can find." <laughs> right, right away, Mister Scrooge. <laughs> I love that shit. Boy, what day is it? Yeah. <laughs> It's Christmas Day, sir. That's exactly right. Yeah. I love it. I do love that part. I do hope that this year, I know you love Christmas, and I hope that this year you will throw open the sash and yell out your window at some point. I will. Okay. But I'll be like, you there. Get away from my car. Exactly. You there. Put on a fucking mask. (laughs) Exactly. It's a slightly more uh, contemporary take on the being changed <laughs> Christmas morning. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You went to sleep the night before being an anti-vaxxer. And, <laughs> and the next morning you woke up. Well, wouldn't that be great if everybody woke up Christmas Day and decided to wear masks and <laughs> not put babies in cages and accept everyone as equals no matter what the color of their skin. Wouldn't that be great? That would be pretty cool. That would be That'd the be best, great. best Christmas ever. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Well, welcome everyone to Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite. The Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite Podcast. Your source for ruining Christmas. <laughs> A better way to bless us all, everyone. <laughs>
<laughs> Are you getting excited for Christmas? Uh, I see you haven't quite decorated your house yet. I am. Uh, I'm excited, but but you know, cautiously so. I don't. I don't get going until after Thanksgiving. It's you know. That's good. You can't. You can't. You got to pace yourself. I walk into these places, the 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 Lowe's and the and the self improvement superstores and the like, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's too soon. Yeah, this year it happened before Halloween even. I know, I know. It's just I unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. It really is. It's like what well, you have no cooth. Yeah, I, I agree, a hundred percent. Got you. Got to wait till after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I mean, I if anyone's going to get caught up in it early, it's going to be me. But I, 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 you know, I'm trying to keep it sophisticated. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you got to right? honor all of the all of the holidays, right? It's a busy time. Yes. Yes. There's an order. Right. Exactly. Obviously you want the fourth quarter, <laughs> but you got to get through the first quarter. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and if you don't watch the first three quarters, the drama of the fourth quarter is lost on you. Thank you. Know what you. I mean? Yeah. Thank you. Like some people just like to walk up at the fourth quarter. Like, Oh, it's the last two minutes of a one point game. This is going to be great. Yeah. I, I'm glad I didn't sit through all that other garbage because it's only a one-point game. <laughs> Those people don't understand. They have no idea. That's right. They have no idea. No idea. You don't know the story. You don't know the mythology of this particular game. That's right. You don't know who the heroes are, who the goats are. <laughs> you're not going to, whatever outcome it is, you're not going to enjoy it as much as I ha- am. That's right. For having sat and watched the whole goddamn thing. That's absolutely right. Out of my fucking face, you fourth quarterers. <laughs> hate you <laughs> this is coming from the man who likes to second act plays though i will point that out well that's because i just i wanted to see theater and i couldn't afford it that's oh, okay all. okay that's, that's all fair. that was fair enough fair enough okay yeah okay. yeah 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 all right <laughs> but i mean but you make a point <laughs> <laughs> but you would have enjoyed the plays more had you seen the whole thing from the very absolutely first, goes the, without saying from the yeah, opening curve. totally yeah totally. totally yeah same same reasons yeah yeah come on Exactamundu. What are we doing here? Uh, we're we're talking. <laughs> we're just talking. <laughs> just two guys talking. We're just two guys talking. Just talking. That's all. We're just two guys talking. <laughs> we're just talking. We're just two guys. Just we're just two, two guys talking. Talking. Talking about talking. Don't just talk to just me. Talking. Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> we're just two guys talking. Talking. What are we doing now? What are we going? Well, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, I mean, we, before we get into the the, oh, the right. numerology uh, ninety minutes, <laughs> we should really we should really play a little game night, movie night, theme night game. I think we should, right? <laughs> yes, I forgot and about that. Thanks for reminding. Let's me. hear the jingle. Oh, it's not done yet. It's not done. Oh. Yet. It's not yeah. done yet. Give me, <laughs> give me, give me till twenty thirty four. I promise I have it done by then. This episode has tons of classic Weingartner stuff already. <laughs> <laughs> Falling on your face at the outset. <laughs> Grinching with a friend, not getting involved. And then the jingle not being done. This is great. <laughs> this really bodes well. It really bodes well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So okay. you, who you want me give you? You want you give me? Uh, I think you gave me last time, so let me give you one this time. All right, fantastic. So you're you're in your comfy clothes. I'm so I so am in my comfy clothes. <laughs> you got your shorts on with the little stripe down the side, right? That's right, three stripes. Three stripes. That's right. Right. Adidas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, okay, I'm gonna give you one. I'm hoping this one will be a, a home run. I'm hoping this is like right in your wheelhouse. Oh, but we'll, well this see. Is a, this now, now, see, that's like extra pressure. You it know? is. I prefer you say this is super hard. <laughs> okay, this when is. You're super like, I'm going to toss this one right over the plate, nice and easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then the pressure's on to hit the single. All you right, know? you'll never get this then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go, my man. 
<laughs> and again, I'm going to give you three. And if you don't have it yet, I'll give you a fourth that I hope will put it over the top. Great. So uh, while you're enjoying your Twizzlers, mm. you're going to watch the following. Makes mouths happy. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay. Okay. Sergio Leone. Right. Of course. The Untouchables. Mm. And mm. The Hateful Eight. Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Okay. <laughs> once again, it's I think I, I think I got what you're what you're picking down here. Once a time, once upon a time in the West, the Untouchables right? and the Hateful Eight. Yeah. You got it. Well, I mean, I got I one through line is a beloved Italian composer. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there it is. See. Ah, the the greatest. Yes. Absolutely. The greatest. The great Ennio Morricone. The music in 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 those films, uh, by by far a better character than most of the characters in those films. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, some of the uh, yeah the, the the motifs he he uses in uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, which are like very character based, are just yeah. amazing. Yes. Um, and then the Untouchables, of course, is just fantastic. The, I, that mean, score is just incredible. One of the An best. Incredible film score. I recently learned while looking looking that up for, I mean, I knew he did the music for that. That wasn't something I looked up. But reading about Ennio Morricone for this very thing, I learned that, you know, that the theme, like the sort of the, the thing that plays the very end of the movie and it plays maybe one other time in the whole movie where the, the flutes are going, the big fanfare with the, with the brass, yeah. you know? It's like the, it, yeah, yeah, it's the triumphant part. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, Ennio Morricone had written like eight different um, possibilities for those moments. Wow. And uh, this is the one they picked, and this was the one he liked the least. He really? Would, yeah, he would like send them to Brian De Palma, and he was like, God, I, I hope he doesn't pick that one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then that was the one he chose, but he uh, did admit that in when he saw the movie, he felt like, yeah, okay, that works. You know, like it fits right, the moment. Right. It you know? really so, does. Yeah, it really does. I'm glad to hear he came around on that because that's those are fantastic moments. I'd love to hear the others. I mean, if that one was his least favorite, the I others must be rocking. I'm with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good job, man. You got it right away. Ah, uh, thanks. Well, that I mean, like you said, it was a lob. I'll give you all the money on my desk. What? <laughs> This guy's got like six G's on his desk. <laughs> I'm not even lying. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> might have come into some money, you know. Just, you know. <laughs> might have just found some money somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, this guy, yeah. You roll over, it's in a coat pocket. Six G's on the desk. I get it. I get how you do it. <laughs> no, I work hard for the money. Like, uh... What's her name? Gloria Gaynor you, or whoever that is. Y you don't. <laughs> I mean, that's the ironic thing. <laughs> Guy's got fat stacks, does nothing for it. <laughs> I do stuff for it, just nothing all that all that interesting or difficult. Or difficult, right. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Uh, I deserve I work it. comfortably for the money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh man! Our well, God love you, man. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, it's a good life if you hit it right. Hey, 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 hey! Look. What are you gonna do? You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look at it. Look at you it. You get me? Yeah. 
What do you want to go, or should we press on? Uh, uh, I, uh, either way, I'll, I'll take one if you got one. Sure, why not? You will. They're fun. Yeah, come on. All right, we'll all right, we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get through this one then. Good. I got a good one for you. Oh, great. So, all right, you're in your you're in your comfy clothes, flannel lined PJs. Correct, mundo. Inside and outside, right. lined with flannel and outside flannel. <laughs> double flannel. You got you got double layer of flannel. You got two ply flannel. <laughs> Waist to toe, <laughs> two ply flannel. Good, good. And then, and then I'm imagining some kind of thermal, thermal shirt up top. <laughs> no, I have the matching top. I have the matching pajama top up top. You do with the lapels and the whole deal. Yeah. No. No. Buttons. I didn't right know up. you were. A, I didn't know you were matcher guy. Oh yeah, it's the whole suit. You gotta have the whole suit. I mean, I agree with you. If you're gonna put on the pants, just put on. It's what three buttons? Yeah, it's easy. Just put on the top. Yeah, I don't get all that tired from those three buttons at all. <laughs> it's pretty easy. All right, so you're enrobed in flannel. <laughs> you got your butter flavoring. Yes, I do. With a couple of popped kernels yes. swimming around in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I present to you the following three films for your consumption this evening. All right. The Godfather, part deux. Mm, okay. Specifically part D. Uh-huh. The Green Mile. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And The Avengers. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough, tough one. one. Tough one, that <laughs> tough one. Real tough. This one's real tough. All right, The Godfather. High of difficulty here. Godfather Part 2, of course, is a, a fantastic movie. Love that thing. Sure, you do I love watch it. it all I love long. it, too. Yeah. Uh... Then epic. you got you, epic, yeah, just fantastic. Ep- epicer than the first part. Oh, absolutely. This yeah. is crazy. It's like two, two, two Godfathers in one. It is, it really is. Um, and then what was the second one again? The Green Mile. Oh yeah, the Green Mile, directed of right. course, because uh, I'm an expert in in this man's work by Frank <laughs> Darabont. Here we go. If there's anything, anyone who knows <laughs> anything about Darabontian things, it's it's this guy. Right this here. guy knows from Darabont. <laughs> He's proven it time and again. <laughs> so smug. I'll never forget it. As long as I live, I'll never forget And that. the Avengers. And the Avengers. Oh, my God. The one that started uh, it all. Actually, not the one that started it all. Oh, man. I know. It's tough. Okay. It's a real tough one. There's no aliens in Godfather Part 2 that I that can remember. That you know of. <laughs> Although I was always suspicious of Don Chicho. <laughs> I always thought maybe that guy was like a, just a robot with an alien inside. It doesn't seem like Fredo's from this planet, does it? <laughs> he did break Michael's heart, you know? See? So that's you see? very possible. Okay. Uh, and then you got your... I keep uh, Oh, the Green Mile. Right. Okay, Green Mile. Oh, my gosh. It, uh, it's really tough. Is it's it really, really tough? tough? Okay. It's a, it's, well, you're going to want to think of an actor as your through line. Ah, that helps. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. And I swear if you pull this, I'd, I'd, I'll dress up and lick you all over. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, virtually, it's virtually impossible. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm up to this challenge. I like that. Okay, I Green Mile it. and Godfather 2. I sh- I'm pretty familiar with those two. I should be able to find an actor who is in both of those you movies. You totally should. I really should? No. <laughs> I mean... It's uh, not Michael no, Clark Duncan. It's for super sure. hard. Michael uh, Clark Duncan was not uh, in the Godfather he, part. Two. Although he would have been great, <laughs> he totally. Would, he would have been. You know, he would have been in Godfather One. He would have been a good um, Luca Brazzi. Could you imagine that? <laughs> you know, holy shit! 
you know come on pretty intimidating that's right <laughs> pretty intimidating oh man uh i'm i think i'm gonna have to pull the plug because i'm not i, I don't think that's I can fair get it. it's a real tough one it's not but the all three oh no go ahead not talia shire last guess. i know that oh, i know you're a big talia fan of talia shire, shire not the avengers <laughs> or the green mile <laughs> a huge oversight by darabont <laughs> might we add <laughs> i mean he could have had her instead of that hateful patricia clarkson Sure. That would have been better. I mean, anytime you can get Talia in, into the movie, you do it. Right. In my opinion. Sure. That's just my opinion. I, well, that's that's just your opinion, man. And, <laughs> <laughs> and if you can get her into a pair of cat eye uh, glasses, but even better. Yeah, yeah, totes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, no, these three movies all starred one gentleman in very memorable parts wow but in very small parts oh man that gentleman is the inimitable the unparalleled the unsoberable <laughs> harry dean stanton no way yeah how about it how about that yeah wow i know <laughs> that's a good one it's a great one because the guy i mean harry dean stanton i don't know if people are familiar oh, what with a him. great actor are, Great actor. Great actor. He's 206 credits to his name. Amazing, so, yeah. I mean, that, the guy's just been in everything since 1970, like literally. Yeah, he, yeah, he shows up a like lot. Like 30 films a year <laughs> since 1970. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm trying. No, he's, yeah, he's never stopped working. He's always memorable, recognizable, uh, enjoyable. Yeah. I'm trying to picture him in The Godfather Part Two. Yeah, he was a cop. Uh, he was just a cop, credited as an officer. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Which he's done probably 75 of the 206 <laughs> credits. He's probably been some kind of officer of the law. Yeah, he's great, though. I love official. him. He is great. He's, I love him in um, six, uh, the uh, uh, six, Seven Psychopaths. He's amazing in right? that. Right? He's great in that? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I don't think he has a line in that movie, but he's he's perfect. Doesn't need it. Yeah, exactly. Probably was too drunk to say it. <laughs> got a bit of a got a bit of a bottle tipping problem. Does Harry Dean Stanton? Hey, more power to him. You know, <laughs> whatever gets you through the film. Yeah, as John Lennon taught us. That's right. <laughs> well, that was a good one. I like that one. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, I I have a feeling that one might come back at some point. Ah, okay, good. This, the Stantonness of it all. Yeah, you could do that for many, many trios of movies. Right? You could. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Good one. Thanks, bud. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was awkward. Jesus. I'm ready. I'm ready to move on from that moment. Let's that do it. Moment. All right, I'm yeah. just going to play a, a random jingle and we'll see what happens. Oh, you have a jingle. Fantastic. Science, math, and geology, and other stuff It's numerology, numerology news. I wonder about P-Dupes every once in a while. Yeah, well, of course you do. I mean... Sometimes I'll just be biking down the road. I'll be like, I wonder how P-Dupes is doing. <laughs> he keeps, it's crazy, isn't it? He keeps to himself. You know, I don't blame him. <laughs> you know, he's not like out there flaunting his P-Dupesiness out at everybody, you know, it's... <laughs> He keeps to himself. That's all. Well, there, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. He's got a lot of kinetic energy. You can't just go unleashing it all the time. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's you got to right. keep it under a bushel. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I you yeah. know, but love the guy. 
<laughs> sure. What's not to love? Right? That's what I'm saying. He, you barely hear a, a peep out of him. A peep out of poops. Peep doops. How's that new mouth working out, buddy? <laughs> Still needs a little adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> Still got to get some WD-40 in there, yeah, here t- and there. Take it to the shop next week. Oh, WD-40. Do you know about the WD-40? Can I tell you the origin of the name? Please do. All right. This is this is a little this might be a little hint as to what the future holds for us, but something along these lines. Okay. WD forty stands for water disbursement and forty was the fortieth attempt at getting the compound where they wanted it. Ah, there you go. So it's just like lab testing nomenclature. Right. Right. WD forty. There's another compound that's uh an anti corrosive similar to WD forty called ACF fifty. Oh. Which is like the same thing. It's, it's anti-corruption or anti-corrosive uh, corrosive fluid. 50. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those guys well, have... Well, I'll go water disbursement over anti-corrosive fluid. <laughs> it's just what I'm saying. I'm just saying those guys have no imagination. I'm a WD-40 guy from way back. <laughs> it's good or stuff. Do, or do they have? I mean, I think WD-40 works really well. It's catchy, for sure. Right? Yeah, it really is. It's like if it was WD-42, it might still work as well, but we will, we'll never know. Yeah, but you could have come up with like a name like a name name for it. You know what I mean? Like a product name for it that, that would be I like, know. you know, like... I don't know. Un- Just as good? Like, what do you got? Un- Give me one. The unstickier. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, like Lubragoo. <laughs> Something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. that's That was my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> so there would have been some confusion there. <laughs> I kind of like Lubragoo, actually, now that I think about it. Lubragoo isn't bad, but for, chi- for you know, for kids. <laughs> if you're selling, like, bike chain lube to kids. Yeah, yeah. Lubragoo. Yeah, and then it, it sounds kind of tasty, so they'd probably shoot it in their mouth, too. Okay, this is <laughs> taking a turn. <laughs> this is taking quite a turn. <laughs> So you'd have to have a lot of warnings on the label, you know. Warnings on the label so you don't shoot the goo into their mouths. That's right. Please don't right. shoot this goo into your child's mouth. Don't. Toxic. When shot. No, actually shoot nothing <laughs> at all into anyone's mouth. <laughs> unless they're like, they've literally asked more than once. <laughs> you can't, tr- even if they've just asked once, you have to ch- you have to double check. Are you sure you want me to shoot this into your mouth? <laughs> Because I know I heard what you said, but you know you might have just been caught up in the moment. Maybe you don't really want it. Let's take a moment and assess: Do you want this shot into your mouth? Because I don't want to do it if you really don't want it done. I mean, some, sometimes there's only one way to find out, right? Well, no, buddy, no, no. We have to move on from that way of thinking. That's the problem. That's what's gotten us into trouble. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, okay, second suits two times. No, you we have, have you have to confirm two times. Here, acknowledge, confirm. <laughs> That's the HAC rules. That's Zumbo's rules for shooting into people's mouths. HAC 40. <laughs> <laughs> Took me about 40 or so times to really suss that out. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm glad we figured this out because it, this, yeah. is, this is a good public service that we're doing right we, now. We're going to come back and we're going we're gonna, to, because I feel like this point needs to be driven home. So we're going we're gonna to check back in with this. Here, acknowledge, confirm. Here, acknowledge, confirm. Okay. Okay. But but surprise, like if, let's say you had some sort of an Oreo gun and you wanted to shoot Oreos into somebody's mouth, 
And you thought, I know Zum- Zumbo likes Oreos, A, and B, they're vegan. So this is like pr- perfectly safe for him to have in his mouth. Okay. Do I need to ask before I shoot my Oreos into your mouth? Absolutely, you do. Okay, I just wanted to confirm. I just wanted to it's, hear. You know what's really off-putting is how long it's taking you to wrap your mind around <laughs> getting, getting acknowledgement, getting positive acknowledgement before just doing a thing <laughs> that involves someone else's mouth. I'm just playing it out. That's all. I'm not. I, uh, it's not like I go around shooting things into people's mouths regularly. This it sounds like, <laughs> like you do. Well, this is why I'm playing it out because I don't, and it sounds interesting. You know what I mean? So I want to. I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. No, no. You must ask and then ask again. Well, that's why I'm trying to figure out the process. All right. I'm glad we settled on this. All right. So I've got my gun loaded. Your Oreo of Oreos, and uh-huh. I'm I'm aiming it right at your maw. Okay. Okay. And your mouth yeah. is open because you're yes. just slack jawed. That I haven't asked you what what I'm about to shoot into your mouth yet. <laughs> so I, and then I would say, "Hey, Zumbo." So wait, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're in one of your like drunken high stupors or whatever. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that checks out. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, uh, would would you mind if I shoot an Oreo into your mouth? I mean, what's the what's the rate and velocity? Oh, of the Oreo. I don't what's know. What's your gun calibrated at? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a thirty-two. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, no, no, thank you. Okay, then I won't do it. Okay, great. See, that's it. Well done, buddy. <laughs> you really nailed it. <laughs> now ask again. Ask again. Ask again. Uh, would you mind if I shoot some Oreos in your mouth? Maybe. Well, I can't do it then. I need a full. Good I need, for you, see, buddy. I need, I need confirmation. I need. I need to see. I need a confirmation. That's right. You need affirmative confirmation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well done. Ah, this was. This is beautiful. Oops! I just accidentally fired the trigger. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you should get a license for an Oreo gun. Yeah, they have to be licensed. Then you should know how to handle one. You really should. You should take a class or something. Safety class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep it locked up so the kids don't get it. What? What? Nothing. <laughs> 64, buddy. Okay. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> that. Right, right. Remember right. that? Yeah, 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 that. 64 is the natural number following 63 and preceding 65. Yeah, baby! Yeah! <laughs> it's Every week it's an exercise in all the rope that you need to hang yourself. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> 64 is the square of 8, the cube of 4, and the sixth power of 2. Now, that's fun. You like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Right? Yeah. We're counting it down from 8, 4, 2. We got a square, a cube, and a sixth. That's fantastic. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing. 64 is the smallest number with exactly seven divisors. There we go again. See, 63 was the smallest for non-repeating decimals. And now 64 is the smallest for this other thing. So that's really cool. That's a well-remembered fact from last week, buddy. Thank you. Good for you. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I remember things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One tidbit in seven years of podcasting. <laughs> it's fantastic. I don't remember podcasting for seven years. I know. It's been like, what, three? Yeah. It just seems like seven. It, it does. It feels like seven. Yeah. 64 is the lowest positive power of two that is adjacent to neither a Mersen prime or a Fermat prime. For Matt, it's just for you. It's for <laughs> it's Matt. It's for me. For Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 
64 is the sum of the Euler's totient function for the first 14 integers. Whoa. Remember Euler? Of course. Euler. <laughs> and the totient is always fun, too. Euler totient. Yeah. Sure. 64 is also a dodecagonal number. Nice. And a centered triangular number. Nice. I always feel good about those centered triangular numbers. Yeah, that's really nice. You know, because you can definitely find the cent- the true center of a triangle. Easy peasy. You could. We n- You know the math. That's right. And and if you're right in the center there. But uh, of every triangle? I guess that's true. I guess you could have any triangle. Didn't that, I, I any was, triangle. In my mind, I was imagining like an isosceles triangle. Sure, sure. But it could be any triangle. You could still find the center of that thing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. it. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're just not hearing it until now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 64 is also the first whole number that is both a perfect square and a perfect cube. Well, that's perfectly lovely. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A perfect square and a perfect cube. That's fun. Both. Nice. In base 10, no integer added up to its own digits yields 64, hence it is a self number. Aw, that's fun. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Independent. All by myself. Keep keep it to yourself, number. It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. 64 is also a super perfect number. What? Yeah. I know. I didn't think it could get more perfect than the other perfect that it was. It it, it does seem a little braggadocio, <laughs> doesn't it? It does. Super perfect. <laughs> like, you couldn't get away with that as a person. No, fuck perfection. We need super perfection. Super perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like the number. That's right. Yeah. Um, 64 is the index of Graham's number. Mm. So, Ronald Graham... Mm-hmm is known as one of the principal architects of the rapid development of the worldwide uh, study of discrete mathematics. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just like the I like the term discrete mathematics. <laughs> we don't want to be we don't want to be too uh, ostentatious no. about it. Yeah, we're we're this is speakeasy era mathematics <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we got to keep it on the DL. That's right. right? That's right. But yeah, Ronald, Ronnie Graham. Ronnie. He was... Ronnie, Ronnie G. He was quite the cracker. <laughs> no, see, you don't know that. What? You don't know. Graham cracker. I know. I, I, I hear that. <laughs> but also epithet, right? But I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I just meant like, you know, oh, he's a cracker. You know, was By like, the way, I'm a cracker. But if somebody was like, he's quite the cracker. <laughs> I'd be like, well, thank you. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. When you put yeah. quite the in front of it, quite it the. makes it okay. It really does. Yeah. It helps. It, yeah, it helps. It helps. But only with cracker. Right. Don't you can't go quite the uh, any other epithet that's right. and have it be okay. No, absolutely not. That's not something we can abide by. If you're going to quite the, be sure that it helps. Nice. Or keep your mouth shut. <laughs> thank you, Shelly. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Shout out to Ronnie Graham. Nice. Good job, Ronnie. You, we love your crackers, pal. Good job, buddy. Uh, in science, moving into science, 64 is the atomic number of gadolinium. Oh, that's awesome. You remember gadolinium? Uh, no, but I like it. E-gad. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Gad- oh, you're so disappointed. 
<laughs> Could you sound less disappointed, please? <laughs> I like that gadolinium. It reminds me of gallium. You know, what I mean, that's one thing I like about it right off the bat. Just because of the because of the alphabet, it seems like they could be like sisters. You know what I mean? Like King Lear had three children. You know, Reagan, Gadolinium, and Gallium. I see where you're going with see that. What I'm saying, yeah, I do. Yeah, they could definitely both have been named by the same duo. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It could have been those two guys, the roomies. <laughs> those those, those, room, two, those roommates. Yeah, who, those two guys. The, yeah. yeah Mo, Mosander and that other dude. <laughs> <laughs> that they just like, we're always shacking up together and finding elements. Well, all right. Let's for, for the record, they were not always shacking up together. They happened to live together. Like you and I happened to live together. We didn't discover any elements. No, we sure didn't. But we did write a pretty great uh, voicemail recording greeting thing. We did. We did. Uh, of all the things we did together, that's probably the most lasting. <laughs> We discovered how to give ourselves heart disease. That was one of the things that we discovered <laughs> while living together. Yeah, it was not. It was not. Yeah. We discovered the bottom of a lot of gallons of ice cream. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we, uh-huh. we did a lot uh-huh. of discovery. And the bottom of our emotional selves. <laughs> That's true. We really got low there, buddy. And we discovered our love for Glengarry Glen Ross during that time, too, actually. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I think we knew it going in. Sure. I think that's one of the reasons we decided to live together. Yeah. So we could just have that movie on a loop. <laughs> and the other guy wouldn't mind either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Right? Yeah. But back to Gadolinium. Sorry, yeah. Who did not live with us. No. It's a co- chemical element with the symbol GD. God damn. Goddamn, exactly. <laughs> I love it. And the atomic number is 64. <laughs> I love it. GD is a silvery white metal when oxidation is removed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It is only slightly malleable. Okay, all right. And is a ductile rare earth element. Yes, ductile. Ductile. It, re- it reacts with atmospheric oxygen or moisture slowly to form a blackened coating. Oh, well, that's nice. Mm, right? Yeah. Yeah, I see the gadolinium and I want it to turn black. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, just get that shit in the atmosphere, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Mick was always wanting his gadolinium sure. to turn black. Absolutely. Well, you don't want silvery white. I mean, every, everything's silvery white. You know what? That's it's boring. Yeah, or like lustry. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just boring You're after right. a while. Yeah, yeah. Let's paint it black. That's right. Yeah. Um. Gadolinium below its Curie point of 20 degrees Celsius, 68 degrees Fahrenheit, is ferromagnetic. Oh, that sounds fun. Yes. So that means... With an attraction to a magnetic field higher than that of nickel. Oh. All right. Watch out, nickel. (laughs) Gadolinium's coming for your magnetism. Above this temperature, it is the most paramagnetic element ever. What? Yeah. What's paramagnetic mean? What's paramagnetic mean? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it means it's it's magnetic to like everything, but I don't know what that. I'm not sure. I I don't know. Paramagnetism is a form of magnetism whereby some materials are weakly attracted by an externally applied magnetic field. Oh. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you can yep. you can kind of force magnetism on it by creating a magnetic field around it or something. That's right. Okay, that's interesting. That sounds right. That sounds really fun. Wait, we ha- there is a more fun magnetic 
uh, fact coming up. Oh, but great. yeah, that one's kind of fun. No, well, if there's that's like first quarter fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have some fourth quarter fun for you coming. Okay, up good. I will hold my enthusiasm until then. Please do. But you're going to be glad you were here for paramagnetic. Fun well, I'll, too. I'll enjoy the other one so much more because of so it. So much yeah. more. That's exactly right. Gadolinium was discovered in 1880 by Jean Charles de Medignac. Huh. Medignac. 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 That's M A R I G N A C uh, for sure. those of you playing along at home. He detected its oxide by using spectroscopy. Hey now. You remember spectroscopy? Nope. <laughs> 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 well, it's using the spectrum. Sure. You know, to find out all the nucleuses and electrons and protons. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> was this the one where, like, there was that one blue fucker around? It was like, hey, look, there's that blue one. That must be something else, right? Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah. That rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Medignac, uh, spectroscopy, uh, named it after the mineral gadolinite. Huh. Gadolinite. Maybe Gadolinite. Yeah, I like that. Yeah? It was also in the early Shaft films. <laughs> yeah, I like a, a Gadolinite is fun. Yeah. Gadolinite. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be. It does sound like a black exploitation film, doesn't it? Like Yeah, Dolomite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gadolinite. Gadolinite. Yeah. It's coming to get you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, Gadolinite is one of the minerals in which gadolinium... Is found. Oh, well, that makes sense. You see how that works? I do. Yeah. Um, it itself was named for the Finnish chemist, Johan Gadolin. How about that? Yeah. Huh. And then, and only because I love saying this name, pure gadolinium was first isolated by the chemist Paul Emile Lecoq de Bois Boisdran. <laughs> this guy is on a serious run here in the 60s. <laughs> Have you noticed? He's been, he's been like 62, 63, 64. He's just all over this area. Have I noticed Bas Boisdouin? <laughs> yes, I have. Lecoq, you mean? <laughs> I like to call him. That's what his friends call That's him. That's right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> C- close personal friends. That That's. Is. I mean, when you know, on a Friday night when he was done, you know, looking for minerals and stuff, you know, <laughs> Lecoq was ready to party. That's right. Yeah. So he was very paramagnetic <laughs> with the ladies. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Gadolinite is one of the minerals in which gadolinium... Oh, I know we did that already. Fuck We did that, that already. Fuck that. Moving on. Gadolinium possesses unusual metallurgical properties. Unusual? To the extent that as little as 1% of gadolinium can significantly improve the workability and resistance to oxidation at high temperatures. Yeah, that's good. Of things like iron and chromium. Okay, okay. And other related metals. <laughs> I thought you'd have something to say for chromium. I even wrote in here, pause for Bill, at oh, chromium. Chromium steel. That's what it <laughs> reminded me of. That's what it reminded me of as soon as I heard Maybe it. Maybe that's why I thought a pause there would be just in reference to Billy Joel himself. Yeah. Chromium steel. Yeah, iron and coke, chromium steel. Yeah, there you sure. go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gadolinium, as a metal or a salt, absorbs neutrons, which is crazy. <laughs> And is therefore used sometimes for shielding in neutron radiography. Huh. All right. And in various nuclear reactors. What about on popcorn? Because <laughs> it said it could be used as a salt. A little bit of gadolinium in there, 
Not only is it delicious, but it also <laughs> soaks up all those uh, neutrons. Highly toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe I would be able to have a delicious, like, highly electron bag of, of popcorn because all the neutrons yeah, right. would be soaked up. No, no. Highly toxic. Damn. Very dangerous. I guess I'll just stick to my uh, golden flavoring then. <laughs> nope. Highly toxic. <laughs> I mean, also highly toxic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it it has been used over the years in x-rays microwaves oh nice yeah x-rays <laughs> microwaves <laughs> uh and also and here's your fourth quarter tidbit buddy magnetic refrigeration what what how does that, i know how does that work how does it work it's crazy <laughs> listen to this this is a thing in the world buddy this is insane to me <laughs> like I, all this time i've just had regular refrigeration and, that's and right I, what am i doing i, I mean no. like a sucker listen, to listen to the the, w- the the potential of this okay. this is this is otherworldly we could refrigerate things anywhere we wanted with no power listen to this okay. So magnetic refrigera- magnetic refrigeration, or otherwise known as the uh, magnetic caloric effect, uh-huh. um, is a magnetothermodynamic phenomenon in which a temperature change of a suitable material is caused by exposing that material to a changing magnetic field. So essentially, what instead of having the coils in your refrigerator have a freon running through it, and then that has to get powered by a pump and so forth. Right. What you can do is just change the magnetic field of of a thing involving gadolinium, like a, a sheet of metal, let's say, okay. that, ha- that had an infusion of gadolinium. Uh-huh. You change the magnetic field back and forth, that fucker gets cold. Huh. You could put your fucking ice cream right on that thing. <laughs> You're in the Sahara. <laughs> you change the magnetic field. <laughs> boom! <laughs> I bring you refrigeration. <laughs> I love it. I want one tomorrow. Where do I go? Do I best buy? Where? Where do I go? Walmart? What is it? Where do I get one? I got to have it. Got to have it. I, I just think I, I was blown away by this. I mean, well, how do you, what does it take to change the magnetic field back and forth? A couple big magnets well, or something? Ma- yeah, magnets. Exactly. Okay. Magnets that can change their wavelength. Ah. Which is, you can do without power. Really? Yes. Oh, this is cool. This effect was first observed in 1881 by a German physicist named, one name, by the way, Warburg, (laughs) which is the greatest German name ever. (laughs) And then the technology was followed up by a French physicist named Weiss and a Swiss physicist named Picard. And then in 1917, it went away. And I'm thinking... Because what? Because Big Freon, right? <laughs> right. Right. Right? right. <laughs> Harriet and blah, blah, Warburg. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that. I mean, Warburg. That's great. It's great. It's great. Warburg. And then Swiss physicist Picard. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> Magnetic refrigeration, number one. <laughs> Later data. <laughs> I mean, I just, that's thats your fourth quarter tidbit. That is fantastic. Magnetic refrigeration exists in the world that we live in. And it has existed for 200 years. 
since 1881. Yeah. I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, obviously, there's probably more to it than I'm imagining. Right. But like, th- I I just think it's the potential for good it could do in this world. Yeah. But that big Freon, forget about it. You can't fight big them. Big Freon, you can't budge them. No, they're tough. We got We have to topple some corporations in this country, and I don't mind saying it, buddy. I'm in. Let's do it. You are? Yeah. All right, you and I are going to start with Freon because no one's paying attention to that. <laughs> okay, good. You and I are going to put magnetic refrigeration on the map. Can we, <laughs> can we do it in cars, too, for, like, air conditioning? I imagine you could, yeah. So you just... Why not? You, you, you get that sheet of whatever really cold, and then you just blow air over it. And then you just blow air through And the thing. cold air comes into the car, right? Hell, the vents themselves could be made out of now it. You're, now, see, that's innovation. See, that's thinking. That's, <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't... So th- I'm going to leave the science there, because that is... Who's going to beat that today? No, 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 nobody. You, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Make... It fucking so, people. <laughs> I want so, I want some thermodynamic, fucking magnetic refrigeration immediately. <laughs> I'm blown away by that. That is really good. I mean, what are scientists doing? I mean, what 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 are they doing? Let's go. Let's yeah. get on the stick. Yeah, vaccine schmaxine. <laughs> Let's make some shit cool without energy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, we got a Messier object. Hey, that's nice. Yeah, that is nice, right? Yeah, it is. It's a nice little palate cleanser, always coming out of the elements into the astronomy. Love it. Right? Yeah. M64, a magnitude 9.0 galaxy in the constellation Coma Berenices. Oh, good old Coma Berenices. Also known as the Black Eye Galaxy. What? Yeah. Somebody put a frozen steak on that thing. Or some magnetic refrigerated steel. <laughs> That's right. Put it right on that black eye. That's right. Bring the swelling right on down. You see injuries, food preservation. <laughs> this, 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 the, the benefits are far and wide, buddy. I, I think you're right. Anyway, yeah, th- I don't know if you're familiar. With, are you familiar with the black eye Illuminati conspiracy? No. Okay. Well, over the years, there have been several, several high-ranking officials and very powerful people, celebrities and politicons alike, that have been photographed with a black eye that they refuse to talk about. Oh. And it's uh, it's theorized, you can look it up in the, in the Googler, uh, it's theorized that it's some part of Illuminati uh, initiation. Oh, fascinating. That um, that somehow leaves the, the initiates with a black eye. Well, that, that these Illuminati sound like really nice fellas. <laughs> you just said a sentence that no one's ever said before in the history of language. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> I did see, did you see a couple weeks ago when Mitch McConnell looked like someone beat the shit out of him? Yeah, he just looked zo- like a zombie. <laughs> yeah, he looked, that was brutal. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that was an Illuminati uh, initiation. I mean, some of the other black eye pictures out there, they, they, they didn't look dissimilar. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. And his like hand, like his hand was smashed to shit. Whatever happened to it? Yeah, his it. hand was all effed up. Yeah. I think that's just IV stuff, though, right? Like a lot of people bruise when they have a needle in their hand for a long time. That's right, or in their arm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, but yeah, check out the Black Eye Illuminati conspiracy. It's pretty nuts. It does sound nuts. I love it though. It's great. Pretty, pretty nuts. I, I, <laughs> I love. It's like, it's, yes, you may be in the Illuminati, but first we're gonna punch you in the eye. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> I, I was thinking, what if the initiation is just somebody socks you in the eyeball? <laughs> I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> what? Yeah, the first what rule of Illuminati Club is you don't talk about <laughs> Illuminati Club. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> yeah that's crazy so I'm just going to uh, give you a warning right now so my cat was just crawling around on the desk here so I, I picked him up and I put him on my lap now what typically happens next is he will bite my knee as hard as he can <laughs> so if, Ooh, fun. if I scream you'll know what it is I like this cat more and more <laughs> <laughs> it's Gherkin and he's uh I love him, but he he doesn't know how to like get love. He gets overstimulated and he bites you. Yeah, I mean he's still like, like come on, it's what we all do. <laughs> but he doesn't go through an HAC at all. He just bites. <laughs> he just he puts it's the kind of, he puts something of mine in his mouth instead of the other way around. So it's, <laughs> it's very unpleasant. Yeah, you and just to clear to make it clear, you have to check in both directions. <laughs> I wish that he would, really. I mean, I I would like that. Whether shooting something into someone else's mouth or trying to get something of theirs into your <laughs> mouth is going to need to be some agreed upon. Yeah, we got to get clearance, Clarence. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We got an NGC, buddy. Oh, fantastic. NGC 64, a barred spiral galaxy in the constellation Cetus. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. That's great. Our favorite constellation. We got a Como Berenices and a Cetus in the same episode. That's pretty good. It's pretty great, yeah, right? It's really good. Yeah. Um, Moving into some technology tidbits. Oh, fun. In some computer programming languages, the size in bits of certain data types is usually 64. That's true. That's called 64-bit computing. That's right. We are in the era of 64-bit computing right now. We're, yeah, we're hardcore into yeah, it. Yeah, yep. We're, we're smack dab in the middle we of it. We sure are. Whenever it would changes, it'll be, you know, better. Yeah. But here we are right that's now. That's right. A few years from now, we'll be in the 128-bit right. cycle. Exactly. So, but Which makes this next little tidbit even more fascinating. Oh. A 64-bit integer can represent up to <coughs> 18 quintillion. Whoa. 446 quadrillion. Whoa. 744 trillion. 73 billion. 709 million. 551,616. Wow. Why did I get Casey Kasem there? No, I don't know, but I love it. That's, that's the... 551,000. <laughs> 660. <laughs> Which is exactly the same amount of money I have on my desk. <laughs> Coming in at 18 quintillion. 446 quadrillion. Can you imagine if that's where he started on the charts <laughs> the during countdown. his little countdowns? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And, he, and here, he wouldn't look any different at the end. Right. And here is, at number 18 quadrillion, Kites Are Fun by The Free Design. <laughs> they don't even make the 18 quintillion list. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> there are at least 18 quintillion better songs. <laughs> Name them. 
Coming in at 18 quintillion. <laughs> this one from Bill Weingartner in New Jersey. He likes kites. <laughs> you remember right. you remember Casey Kasem's wife, Jean Kasem? Sure I do. Yeah, she was great. She was great. She was on Cheers. Hilarious. Do you remember Casey Kasem's epic meltdown? Yes, I've heard that. That's That thing is brilliant. It, is, it really is classic. I love that thing so much. It's really good. I'm trying to read the fucking copy, <laughs> and this is still happening? <laughs> he, he lost his mind a little bit. He did, bit. too. <laughs> um, Base64 is used with Base64 encoding and other compression formats. Oh, great. Yeah. I like a base six four. You like that compression format? Do you? Sure. Yeah, it's my ideal compression format. <laughs> <laughs> it seems awfully compressed. <laughs> I mean, it's never compressed enough, though. If I've learned anything, that's right. Someday soon, you're going to have a, an even compressier. We're going to need a better compression algorithm. That's right. On yeah, that. it's com- It's yeah. coming. They're working on it. For sure. Always. They're, People are always working. They're doing on that it. instead of the the refrigeration thing. And and I urge them to to change horses. <laughs> That's right. Midstream, please. Um, in eight bit home computers, a common shorthand for the Commodore sixty four. Yeah. Right. Yes, sir. Was base sixty four. That's why they called it the Commodore sixty four. Uh, we talked about this last <laughs> week, but I so loved the Commodore sixty four. It's one of the. I know you did. I did too. I loved my Commodore sixty four. It was really one of the great products anybody ever made in this country. It was just fantastic. Apparently, there are places you can go, and they have a Commodore 64 and uh, like an Atari 2600 uh, like up and running. Yeah. And well, you can mess with them and have all the nostalgic fun that a man could have. Yeah, as of a couple of years ago, two years ago or last year, they were they were making like new Commodore 64s that you could buy, because that's like a whole thing now where they're making these like, uh, you know, uh, retreads of old gaming consoles and stuff like that. Uh-huh, so you could, uh-huh, but you could get uh-huh. a Commodore sixty, and it looked just like the old Commodore sixty four, and it ran the same software, but it had some modern touches to it and that kind of thing. But it was uh, right. I was right. I was sorely tempted to pick one up because I was. I imagine you were just to have that in my home. I was like, what? I mean, you have you you do like to acquire gear, <laughs> and I have this eighteen quintillion dollars sitting on my desk, <laughs> burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> so you know, I would say that's money poorly spent. <laughs> <laughs> I always the Commodore part. I always thought was funny too, because I always wanted to put one of those like big goofy hats on it, you know, with the with the, the they wear sideways and it has like the floofy like uh, feathers on the top. You know, I'm talking about the Commodore. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, a big fluffy Commodore hat. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, uh, like, oh, right, like right, right, right. Like a Captain Crunch yeah, hat. Yeah. A Captain Crunch hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. no. I was like, Lionel Richie never wore a hat. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, like a Captain Crunch hat, but real big. Now I get yeah, it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commodore Crunch. I should have gotten one of those hats for myself, too, when I picked up the Commodore 64. Why didn't they call him Commodore Crunch? That's pretty good. It would have been way better. Maybe they were thinking, let's start with Captain, and then when we need to do a line <laughs> extension, we can like pump him up to Commodore. That'll be like the uh-huh. more expensive brand. You know what I mean? Right. So like, Captain Crunch, three ninety nine. Commodore Crunch, four ninety nine. That's well, yeah, okay, I get that. It's got a little extra crunch. That's to it. right. It's yeah, it's right? better than the Captain Crunch. Yeah, and a little in oh, some ways. Of course. Yeah. Um, we get you know the the N sixty four, the Nintendo sixty four. That was huge. The kids love that fucking gaming system. Absolutely. They still play them. They still talk about them. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, 
Since 1996, the number 64 has been an abbreviation or slang for the Nintendo 64, though N64 is also very common. Sure, sure. Uh, along with the games Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, and more, along with 64 being used in the term like Smash 64, used to distinguish the Smash Brothers video game. Uh-huh. Smash 64. Did you ever play a lot of um, Mario Kart? I, you know, this is is going to blow your mind, buddy. But I had never played a single second of Mario Kart until two days ago. Come on. I swear to you. And I swear to you. <laughs> and what did you play it on? Uh, a Switch. Okay. A Nintendo Switch. And what would you think? Oh, it's a hilar- hilarious fun. Yeah, it's great fun. Yeah, more fun than I've ever had uh, playing a racing game before. Yeah, they're great. I, I used to love to play that on some of the older Nintendo consoles. Yeah, I love Mario Yeah, Kart. I never played it. Never. I was a sports game guy yeah. for forever. Yeah. That's a sport. Racing is a sport. I mean, is it? <laughs> I mean, kart racing with Mario and a big gorilla, that's a, that's a sport. You know what I mean? I mean, is it? It takes a lot of skill to drop those banana peels on the track. It's, I mean, he makes it look easy, but that's not, you know, that takes a lot of practice. When you played, even back then, did you use, like, scooter? Did you use two-wheeled vehicles or four-wheeled vehicles? I don't think a scooter was available back then. It was just a cart. Oh, now you can have all kinds of two-wheeled jobs. Oh, cool. No, we just had carts back then. Yeah, I felt compelled to uh, stay with the, the name, the tr- you know, truth to the name. I had to go four-wheeled. Yeah, yeah. I had to be in a cart. Yeah, and then you got the low center of gravity, so you can really drift. You got to drift in that you game. Da- you have to. Drifting is big. <laughs> That's for sure. Drifting is even the toggle button. It's a drift That's button. That's right. You need it. Turtle shells and drifting. <laughs> what it's all about. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yeah, Mario Kart. Shout out to Great it. Great fun. So much fun. Moving into some General 64 You know I love these. Some General 64 <laughs> <laughs> In chess... The total numbers of squares on an 8x8 game board, 64. All right, all right. How do you like that? That's great. And because of this, I imagine 64 was the name of a very popular Russian chess magazine. Oh, that's clever. Right? Kasparov, probably on the cover uh, a bunch of times. uh, On uh, the swimsuit edition, all Kasparov all the time. Hubba hubba. Right? Right? Uh, The Russians do love their chess, don't they? Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's sad and cold and <laughs> introspective and, <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, it's true. And they're, they No, I love chess. I, do you love chess? I'm not good at it, but I do really enjoy I'm, it. I'm the same as you. I'm not good at it. I've never been good at it. I do like playing it, but I haven't played for a long time. Right, yeah. But I, I, I do um, it. Yeah, I think it's great fun, and I do wish I was better at it and probably could take some time to get better at yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. There's 2K to play. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? I do know. What am I going to... Queen to Rook 7? When I can run sweet pick and rolls with a guy I created? <laughs> now, see... Not happening. I think you just stumbled on something, though. So th- what do you got? It's, it's, ch- it's a game of chess. It's sort of a combination of chess and an RPG. So you create your own character on the chessboard, let's say. Uh, see where I'm going with this? I do now, so yeah. Like, and you could play uh, massively online. So you're, one side of the chessboard is like all different players. You know, you got eight rooks or whatever, and you make your own rook character. So there's different classes, and everybody right. plays a piece and that kind of thing. I think we're onto something. 
I I love it. Yeah, that'd be fun. I love it. Game game makers, get at us. That's right. <laughs> Give us the credit. You know? I just want the credit. Well, we're gonna need some help too. Maybe we can share the credit, buddy. Okay. All right. <laughs> what do you think? That's fine. I just want some credit. I know. I know you do. <laughs> You're over there grinching your own <laughs> board I game idea. <laughs> um. 64 is the code for international directile calls to New Zealand. Hey, there's someplace beautiful, right? Yeah, you love New Zealand, do you? Never been there, but man. Oh, okay. It looks amazing. I thought maybe you had gone. I don't know why I thought that. No, all the Lord of the Rings movies were like shot there, right? And they look amazing. That is true, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really beautiful. Really beautiful, yeah. I I don't know if I could stand the flight, to be honest with you. What are we talking? Oh, my God. It's got to be 24 hours or something. It's, It's like a super long flight. All right. What if you're? Uh, what if you're in a? What if you have a pod? Yeah, I don't know. What if? You, what if you had a first class pod? May I might have to go like um, not direct. You know, like I would go stop over in I don't uh-huh, know somewhere, uh-huh. maybe a couple stops maybe, so I can get out. Where would your layover? Get be? out and stretch my legs. You know what I mean? I do. You could stop like in uh, Mumbai. You know, on one on one leg, and then uh-huh. go down from there, something like that. Stop somewhere in Africa, South Africa, maybe something. I don't know. Right. If you went in that direction. Well, I mean, from Los Angeles, it's 13 hours. Oh, well, see, that's not too bad. How do you feel about that? I could probably do a 13-hour flight. Right? So you go to L.A. for a while. Right. Maybe spend a day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get 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 punched in the left eye, become part of the Illuminati, <laughs> then continue the trip. Yeah, that would be okay. It would be all right, right? Sure. All right. Fantastic. Go, Let's do it. Okay. Go to the, We're taking the podcast to New Zealand. Go to the La Brea Tar Pits for a couple hours. Uh, I like the Tar Pits. Yes. <laughs> I've never seen the Tar Pits. I like a Tar Pit. I like a good Tar I'd Pit. I'd like to see one because it sounds interesting and you see it in movies and cartoons and you see people falling in. It's, it's just like, like that, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It is. All right. I want to go. All right. Let's do okay. it. All right. Bill. Yeah. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? <laughs> when I'm 64, the Great Beatles. Track. That is a great song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, yeah, that was great. It's a yeah. I mean, I really do love that song. It's a McCartney classic. It is. It really is. Surprising, right? it was such a big hit because it is such a like old timey sounding thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. It really is, and it is. You know, he asks within the song if it's not too dear, and I think that would be hit, that would have been the failing of the song. <laughs> If there was to be one, it's a little too dear, you know, like it's like precious or something. I, and I find a lot of McCartney is very precious like that. Like, uh, yeah. Penny Lane gets on my nerves cause it's so precious. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. What? Ew, barber shaves another customer. <laughs> Obladi, Oblada. That's another one. That's <laughs> I love very it. Precious. Don't, you're, don't bad mouth McCartney to me. Kites are fun. <laughs> <laughs> don't do no, it. There's nothing precious about kites are fun. That no. is, it's hardcore, no. baby. Or good. <laughs> <laughs> the number of Braille characters in the old six-dot system was 64. Hey, that's fun. It is fun, right? Yeah. It's a lot of characters. I wish I understood more about Braille because it is fascinating. I mean, how hard have you tried? Not at all. So <laughs> <laughs> I can see. That's why I haven't bothered to learn Braille. <laughs> no. But you could still like be interested in the thing and learn about I it. Could, but I could, I, but I have too many things to look at. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you have a refrigerator. You're still interested in magnetic refrigeration, well, right? sure, of course. 
<laughs> but I do think Braille is fascinating that they developed this this alphabet that you touch. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. 64 is the maximum number of strokes in any Chinese character. H-A-C now. H-A-C. <laughs> careful. 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 Yeah, I guess that, that goes with um, self-love, too. <laughs> you should really check in with yourself. <laughs> Make sure that you're ready for whatever you're about to shoot in your own mouth. <laughs> Is that what we do? I Is mean, that I, how it you works? should. I mean, if I could do that, I'd never leave the house. <laughs> Wait. I mean, you could get it to your own mouth, right? <laughs> I'm not saying from the source, but it travels. What? <laughs> uh... Like, you can't suck on the nozzle like you did a water fountain when you were a kid in school. But, like, if you stand back, because this one particularly shoots extra high, <laughs> it'd come right up to the old kisser, wouldn't it? But I, I, I do not agree with myself to allow that to happen. I'm not, we don't, we don't let that go. You don't no, agree. No, we don't. We, I do not agree <laughs> to that at all. Well, I agree with half of you. Though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 64 is a slang term referring to a 1964 Chevy Impala. Oh, cool. That was very popular in the 90s hip-hop scene. Oh, interesting. They were always talking about their 64s, huh. and that's what they meant. Interesting. You know, Cube, Dre, Easy, Woo, Snoop, Busta. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? These guys. Yeah, yeah, my crew. <laughs> they roll with you, sure. <laughs> Sure. Who wouldn't? I'm su I'm surprised they like the '64 Impala so much. Oh no! You why? That it's a beautiful car. Sure, it seems. You get a lift kit on that fucker. <laughs> get some neon runners. Yeah, you know. It seems just seems a little old school. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, uh, oh, there. You know, I mean. But that's. I mean, I understand yeah. it. It is a beautiful car. It's a beautiful car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 64 is the number of classical arts listed in many Indian scriptures. Oh. They include things like singing, dancing, painting, poetry, playing cards, making arguments. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> and you are a and true artiste. Making flower garlands. Oh, nice. Also one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get in a really good humdinging argument while I'm making some flower garlands. <laughs> Hey, fuck you, man. And put <laughs> put this around your neck, motherfucker. Exactly. It looks really good. God damn it. <laughs> smells good. Tell me it doesn't. Tell me it doesn't. It smells fucking good, too. Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would smell right? good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Very, very aromatic. That's right. Fragrant. Yeah. The number of the French department of the Pechenes Atlantiques Ooh. is 64. All right. Yeah. The number of crayons, and I say crayons because that's how it's fucking spelled, <laughs> in the popular Crayola 64 pack. That's uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if it's a 64 pack, you would. <laughs> think. But you remember, like the 64 pack was the fucker. The like yeah, that was the that shit. That is the classic box of crayons, right? It came in, it came with the new built-in sharpener. Remember, <laughs> right. they rolled yeah, out 64. Right. They were like, now there's 64. We don't call the pink one flesh anymore, <laughs> and there's a sharpener in the yeah, box. We expect you to keep these things sharp, goddammit. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, now, no, I love the sharpener. I did. I yeah, the sharpener is really good. So you said something about the pronunciation of crayon. Yeah. And, you know, my, my wife, who is from Pennsylvania, 
does not you pronounce believe. it correctly, right? She says, and my neighbor across the street is also from Pennsylvania. They both say, I, I hate it. I hate they it. They both say cran. Crowns. Just yeah. cran. See, it's like C R A N, cran. That That's. No, that's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. It's like, <laughs> it's a two-syllable word. Where did you get yeah. Where did you get that from? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, made by Crayola. <laughs> Crayon. Right, exactly. Yeah. Super easy, guys. <laughs> Cran. Cran. Ah, I fucking oh, hate no. it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm caught between cran people around here and it really pisses me off yeah yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine yeah it's awful i would be like can you just try saying it the right way don't you want to say it the right way <laughs> no they they re- like I, I had to retrain myself to say words that i had been mispronouncing my whole life it's not i mean it's embarrassing but you do that's it. right that's you absolutely know? right yeah you got an example of one of those? Mine was museum. Oh, how did you used to say museum? I used to say museum. Oh, sure. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 And I, and I said it unabashedly for years until I was unmercifully made fun of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, what, what is it really? I didn't even know. Well, I, of course, grew up saying for, for H2O, it was called water. Water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not water, but water. Water. Yeah, water. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible yeah. one. Well, yeah, that is really bad. That's almost as bad as cram. It really is. You want a glass of water? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't say Ugh. that anymore. I Ugh. say water, like a normal water, a normal human being. I say museum. Yes, I understand now. Come on, get on the crayon express, please. If I can do it, that's right. If I can change what one man can do, another can do, and yous can change. <laughs> That's a great little Rocky Four moment, right? Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, if I can change and yous can change, then the whole country can oh, change. I don't, I don't indulge in Rocky Four. Well, that's bananas. <laughs> it's a glorious, glorious movie. <laughs> I must break you with a lungrit from watching Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it is my answer. I can. I will not be broken. I love Rocky IV. I love it with all my <laughs> if heart. If I can change, yous can change and stop watching that horrible movie. No. No. And start rooting for that movie. <laughs> You're the one that needs to change. <laughs> I will say it does have uh, a, an amazingly bonkers training uh, montage. I don't know what you mean by bonkers. If you, I think you're mispronouncing awesome because <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> With the logs and everything, and the yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Dr- so yeah, it's like the juxtaposition. Drago is like in the state of the art with all the machinery, and he's getting injections, <laughs> and they're right. calculating his PS pounds per square inch right. on his punch, right. and all that. They shit. keep, they keep, and Rocky's towing a wagon up the mountain with a rope. Right. They keep, I love they it. keep Brigitte, what's her name, like just inches away from him to keep him all excited and on edge all the whole time. Oh hell I mean? yeah! I mean that'll Brigitte do it. Nielsen, right? Wasn't that her name? Hell yeah. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's wife, oddly enough. Is that right? At the time, yeah. they had a very fleeting thing. Sure, well, who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, that's going to happen with those two. You know, you put them in the same For room, sure. that's going to happen. For sure, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dolph Lundgren's a fucking physicist. Who knew that? I didn't know that. That's crazy, that right? That is crazy. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> Guy's like a genius or some shit. <laughs> I must break you as a genius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's talking about the uh, algorithm. How about that? 
Yeah, he's talking about a mathematical equation. That's amazing. I must break you. <laughs> I don't know what X represents currently, but I will soon. <laughs> Um, 64 is the maximum number of items able to be stacked in one inventory slot in the game of Minecraft. Ah, okay. You do it. You do any Minecraft? I don't. No. You? I I have. I didn't take to it like everyone swore I would. I found it a little juvenile for my tastes. You know, I mean, kids I love it. I don't know if that was my issue. I think I just didn't have the patience for it. Honestly, is what it boils yeah, down to. Yeah, kids love it, and I I love to watch. I have I had kids that I know who play it a lot and build all kinds of cool stuff and they show me and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I love the way they use their imaginations and play in the world and everything. Right. So I think that's really cool. But I, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I hear that. I totally hear yeah. that. Um, all right, now stay with me on this okay. one. 64 is the number of golden discs in the myth of the Tower of Hanoi. Oh, all right. <clears throat> there is a story about an Indian temple in Kashi Vishwanath, which contains a large room with three time-worn posts in it. Surrounded, uh, these posts are surrounded by 64 golden discs. Brahmin priests acting out of the command of an ancient prophecy have been moving these discs in accordance with the immutable rules of Brahma since time immemorial. Wow. Yeah. Now I will I will hearken you back to a puzzle which I'm sure you've seen we've all seen, and the puzzle is called also called the Tower of Hanoi. And it is three posts on a on a plate, and you have wooden discs of various diameters. Does this ringing any bells? No. Sort of sort of creates a pyramid. Okay. Right. So you have the biggest disc on the bottom of the stack, and then slowly there's like four oh, or yeah, five yeah, discs yeah, yeah. usually, and then it slowly stacks up. And the idea is using three posts, you want to transfer the discs to another post, right. but in the same configuration. Right. I got it. Uh-huh. Right. <clears throat> so it's a bit of a mindfuck. And it's one of those ones where like the fewest mu- moves you can do it in, the better, right? Isn't that the idea? Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, for sure. So those guys are just like. Every every I don't know how often they do, but like their the phone the, the alarm goes off on their phone. They're like, time to move the discs, <laughs> and they get up and they go and move some discs around. Right? Is that how this works? Who who is that? That's a Brahmin monk. Brahmin monk. Time to move the discs. I hear it's time to move the discs. <laughs> Checking in at Casey number eight. It's there. time to move the discs <laughs> by the Brahmin monks. <laughs> this is the fourth disc we've moved today. <laughs> We're going to continue to move discs until the end of time. <laughs> According to legend, when the last move of the puzzle is completed, the world will end. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Uh, they better keep moving them discs. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Casey Casey. Uh, you are. You really got the. I don't know what's going it, on. It's great. I love it. Um. So yeah, that's pretty crazy, right? That's weird. Some Brahmin priests and some Tower of Hanoi. Yeah, that's crazy. I love it. I'm, I want to tr- play that puzzle actually again. Yeah, go to like uh, Cracker Barrel. I'm sorry. They what? have that on the table. You know what I mean? You go to Cracker Barrel. They have like a little puzzle on the table. You move the things around and whatever. I hear Cracker you. Cracker Barrel. 
Is that Ronald Graham Cracker Barrel? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Head on over. <laughs> Head on over. <laughs> uh, 64 is a number referring to the Tiananmen Square protests of 1989. You'll remember them finally. I do. Right? Maybe not finally. No, but I but remember the, you'll recall yeah, I remember them. the guy standing in front of the tank, right? That's the enduring yeah, image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it, I'm sure you've seen the internet has now exposed that there was... And it's even a more engaging photo, if you ask me. There were, like, several tanks. Right, right. A line of tanks. Yes. Uh, as we panned out on that lone gentleman. And say, Poor guy. Anyway, anyway. it's called uh, 64 because it was the June 4th incident, which they then shortened to six, the 6-4 incident. Yeah, gotcha. And now they just call it 6 I guess, like, kind of like our 9-11. Right, right. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so that's the 64 incident right. there. Yeah. Um, it's move, moving towards the end of the segment, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get through. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, don't worry. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, no. It's going to be good. It's going to be really okay. good. The number of teams participating in the following NCAA Division One Championship events is 64. So you got 64 teams in the Division One Baseball Tournament. Wow. 64 teams in the Division I Women's Basketball Tournament. Okay. In the Division I Women's Soccer Tournament. Wow. In the Division I uh, Football Tournament. The football, sorry. Softball Oh, tournament. okay. I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. No, there's no... Uh, that's uh, Forget I said okay. football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, th- was going to say football instead of soccer, and then that sort of carried me over into the next tidbit. Get off my back. <laughs> We'll edit all that out. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. I'm not redacted. <laughs> and then finally, Division One Women's Volleyball Tournament also starts with 64. How about that? And back in back yeah. in the good old days, the men's basketball tournament had 64. I was going to say that, and now just 65. Right, which makes no sense at all whatsoever. They just added that one extra holder. Yeah, I, why? I don't know. It's kind of like a lottery. I don't hate really? it. Really? You hate it? I kind of do. They're just trying to have a little fun, but we got to cut it off somewhere. I mean, what? Why are we? And usually, that sixty-fifth yeah. team is garbage anyway. So, I mean, why are we like humoring one last team for? You know? I will ask you to 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 zoom in a bit on the faces of those twelve individuals <laughs> who get to play in the tournament. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask you to look at the joy. <laughs> okay. Look at the look at the joy on their faces. Uh huh. All right. The joy in their hearts. Okay. Okay. You can take that away from them. Yeah. Such a thing. <laughs> Why can't you can't have a little fun with a bonus team, <laughs> a lottery team? You can't have a little fun with that. I prefer the symmetry of the sixty-four teams. I, I yeah, well, it gets right back down to even numbers, real quick. Exactly. Why are we bothering? <laughs> we don't need the sixty-fifth team. The lottery. Let's just make it. <laughs> let's just make it one hundred twenty-eight teams. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. All right, I. Yeah, man, you just hate so much. <laughs> what if you just embrace some things? I do. I embrace things. You do? Yeah, maybe when you're not watching, but I embrace lots of stuff. <laughs> it has to be when I'm not watching. Because <laughs> I've never seen you embrace a oh, thing. come on. You embrace nothing. You said it yourself. You Grinch white elephants. <laughs> you, want, you don't want to get involved. You don't want lottery teams. <laughs> 
You don't know who Robert Johnson is. You don't know what fun is. <laughs> well, I mean, right, that's, well, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> Are you you're mantraing the dude now? Yeah, that's right. Is that what that's that right. means? Well, that's just like <laughs> your your opinion, man. <laughs> Probably the worst comeback ever. It's right? pretty great. It's though. hilarious. It does kind of shut you down. Does it? Yeah, I mean. It wouldn't shut me down. <laughs> I practice the art of arguments. I know. I'd yeah. just be like, yeah, th- 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 yes, duh, that is my opinion. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> yeah, there's a great uh, line in American Buffalo where Donnie says to teach according to you. <laughs> right, right. And teaches, yes, according to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually who it's according to when I'm speaking. <laughs> Uh, remember when David Mamet was good? <laughs> <laughs> that brings back memories, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. It really does. I will recall that fondly. Yeah. Um, what do you think he's thinking right now? Ah, that is a bad question. Forget I said that. Forget I said it. Well, he's enjoying his his liberties and not being under the thumb of these mask wearing lunatics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you think he's clamoring for recounts though? Do, oh. I mean. Do you, do you think he's one of those guys? I would hope not. I would hope not either. You would think these are the kind of people who now you would think would be coming out of the woodwork saying like this is wrong, the American people have spoken. Right? right? I mean it is so so glaring. Right. We've checked and rechecked every place. Right, exactly. Even if you win the rest of the lawsuits, you're still not going to make a difference in the eventual outcome of the electoral college. That's right. You're just being a dickhead now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what he's doing. I, I, he's been strangely quiet. I can say that. Yeah. Have you been scouring for mammoth quotes? No, but I just, I haven't seen I mean, every once in a while. When, when he speaks, people, you know, freak out about it. You know what I mean? So we haven't, <laughs> we haven't seen anything for a while. So I'm assuming he hasn't really said True. anything. We definitely haven't seen anything yeah. for a while. I wonder, which is good. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's still working on that murder mystery play that he wrote that they did in L.A. that that one night. <laughs> oh, that reading. Huh. So maybe he's like at home tinkering with that, polishing his guns, etc. Sure. Tinkering with Rebecca Pigeon, you know. That's a euphemism, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> when the second one was just a s- s- straight on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but the polishing his gun was a euphemism, <laughs> right? It wasn't really. I was thinking of that literal. No, that literally. was also that just was literal. Straight yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Like, All right. Do you think he does the HAC or he's just like, you know, takes what he wants? No. No, no I don't. I don't think he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there, so there you go. There's all those teams playing in all those tournaments, and that segues nicely into my beloved association. Nice. Um, but uh, it's hard to hard to admit this oh uh, no no players <laughs> zero zero players how buddy. about that have ever worn 64 not a single player ever in the history of the league that's crazy it's pretty crazy it really right? is because it's the perfect thing like when you're introducing the team and your best player is wearing 64 and they play when i'm 64 when he comes out on the court that's like his entrance music you know what i mean that would be great yeah, it would be really cool but no nope. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So I'll use this time 
to uh, talk about the draft, which just happened really quick, and I wanted to share with you the Celtics drafted a Nesmith. <laughs> That's right, they did. Yeah, I thought it was pronounced Neesmith, though. That's what I he heard. He pronounces it Neesmith, yeah. but it's spelled Nesmith. It is, but it's, but right? it's not Mike. It, no, sadly. And this guy was never in the monkeys. Who was a tall drink of water. He was. Mike he Nesmith. Was. He might might have could have been a stretch Yeah, four. and he was feisty, too. You know what I mean? He would he'd mix <laughs> it up. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hoping this our new Nesmith... Uh, Reed Neesmith is also feisty. Are there any um, Celtics players named Peter right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, there so are. So he's not going to encourage anybody to play the harp. Play the harp, right. No, that's right. too bad. P- play the pick and roll. <laughs> <Peter>. <laughs> right? I love it. Play the deep. That's right. <laughs> It was weird, though, to watch the draft because I knew nothing about any of the players. And I felt like Doug Moe watching the draft. It was like, okay, uh, you take that random guy, you take that <laughs> random guy, and uh, you take that other fucking stiff. You know? Yeah, it's the least knowledgeable I've been going into an NBA draft, for sure. Yeah, it was really weird. It was kind of strange. Yeah. But but it also seemed like there there really was no standout player. There really was no one to sort of lead the way into seeing who else was in the draft. You right. Know. It was also like there were there were uh, because these guys haven't played for like a year because their whole college right. basketball season was canceled because of COVID. Right. It's like uh, it was almost like all the teams kind of had their guy picked out like it didn't seem like some of some team was like oh man they took that guy i wanted you know like they all right had picked out their guys and there was no conflict really about anybody they were pretty much all yeah they just went in yeah line. it was really weird nobody yeah. was all right let's queue up you all know where you're yeah, going nobody was trading up for this guy or that guy or trading back you know it was just like you no. know uh no. you just take that dude you know <laughs> and aaron neesmith had on a green plaid suit. i saw that yeah like are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they all knew where they were yeah, going. I think it just it got broken down weeks ago and nobody had an right, issue. Right, right. The Sixers drafted a guy in the second round. Uh, his name is I think it's Isaiah Joe. And uh-huh. I saw on uh, on the internet like the day I think before the draft they said that they had promised to draft this guy, and so I was watching to see if they were indeed going to draft him, and they did. Right. And and there was and they were talking about taking him a lot earlier than he eventually went. So uh-huh. I was like this is this is just weird. You know what I mean? That that yeah. cuz usually rumors don't work out like that. You know, you hear something and then it it doesn't work out. Exactly. So uh yeah, it was a weird draft night, but I watched the whole thing anyway. I was still like sitting there watching. I was working and watching really? and watching and working and it was Yeah, I watched the first rounds. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then I was like Meh. The only thing that can make Adam Silver more socially awkward is a zoom draft (laughs) (laughs) like that's what we learned i think that's the big takeaway in all this (laughs) he just my favorite part of every time they'd pick the guy and then they'd cut away to him and his family crying and then he'd cut back to this ridiculous shot of adam silver looking at them on screen and clapping uncomfortably (laughs) all by himself it was the most bizarre thing i'd ever seen yeah yeah like Looking like he needs to get kept out of the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the and the poor guys in the in the room who were you know commentating or whatever. Every time they're like, oh, and there's Adam Silver spending a virtual moment with the new draftee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. 
It was really well. Come on, it's it is what it had to yeah, be. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was nice. They, they're yeah, they're doing it the right That's way. That's true. They're trying. You know? Yeah, and they're talking about yeah. doing like a regular season this year, or trying to anyway. No bubble. I know. Yeah. No bubble. Right. Scary. I don't know, but just play in the bubble. Yeah, I don't think they're good. I mean, with the rates as they are right now, I don't think you can do it without a bubble. I think it's going to be. You got to have a bubble. They're asking for trouble without the bubble. Yeah. It's, right. right? No bubbles, That's trouble, right. baby. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting though, because it's they're it supposed is. to start in like um, three weeks or f- four weeks or something. It's really soon. Yeah, Christmas week. Crazy, crazy. And you know, Christmas belongs to the NBA. They definitely want that tape. Yeah, I know. That's your that's your jam on Christmas. You get your it is. Yeah. Get your hot yeah, cocoa yeah, yeah. and your jammies, and you get your NBA games the, on. The greatest gift of all is the NBA starting at noon and not finishing until midnight. <laughs> <Right. laughs> that is the greatest gift of all. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Speaking of seeing what happens. What? All right. Well, last week when we left it, we had that epic sort of scene that that uh, is kind of charging towards a, some sort of a, a finish, right? Pretty self-congratulatory there, buddy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you called it epic. Well, epic just means long. <laughs> Does it? I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't only mean long, but yeah. It doesn't, but I think in, in that was what I was going for. Was it I, was, hear what you, I hear what you're saying. It was long. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was multifaceted. There were a lot of different elements, you know. We Jumping started, around in it, yeah. Exactly, totally. yeah. We totally. started out with in, in the in the uh, Chinese restaurant and the Shadow Man threatened the guys and we realized that Shadow Man and, and Glenister are actually two different people. Right. And uh, he started the clock going. You've got 24 hours to get me that lead whacker or else. Ba-boom. And then, and then Ricky was uh, sort of like done. He said he was done. I'm done. The contract is done. Am I talking about the deal? The deal's done. F-I-N, all that kind of stuff. He's heading to the light. And, the, and He was the, about ready to do the Dutch. Yeah, and the, even the doctor said he didn't have much time left, you know? so Right, right. And so they were trying to get the, the wedding started real quick, the link to Roma wedding, uh-huh. the nurses. You know, they have this list of nurses who want to do this wedding um, <laughs> that's thinking. <laughs> So they're trying they're, to do that. They're doing very well. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we visited the office where the lead whacker was absolutely spanking the salesman in this contest, which looks bad for them. And Blake and Glenister are there and they, they can't get the lead whacker out because those guys are there. And what are they going to do? Because they're going to get whacked if they don't steal the lead whacker. Right. And then Shelly had some sort of an idea to try to slow down the lead whacker. Mm-hmm. And we had the old in you go little lead card. That's right. And that's where we left it. Well, let's. I can't wait to see what that little lead card is going to do. Yeah, I am. I'm excited about that too. But uh, let's see well, what happens. Let's see what happens. Meanwhile. Deep within the bowels of the dollar sign-shaped mind of Richard Roma. The train's pulling out of the station, Charlie. The spectral conductor is collecting his ghastly fares. And I got a one-way ticket to someplace I ain't never been before. Uh, 
say, uh, Mr. Roma, before you go, did I ever tell you that I have superpowers? Yes, I know this, Charlie. You are super fucking annoying. No, it's true. See, sometimes I get visions, and, 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 and I can see things that are happening on the outside. What? Why didn't you tell me this before, you fucking child? I don't know. Just never came up. Uh-huh. But now that it has, I feel an obligation, I must say, to inform you that at this current moment, you are missing out on a sales contest. What? What did you say? That's right. A sales contest. Beloved, we are gathered here today to join this man and this salesman in a holy matrimony. Ah, geez, isn't that nice, Mr. Jim, huh? <laughs> yeah, great. A fucking sales contest? You fucking asshole. Why didn't you say something before? I don't know. Just didn't come up, I guess. A sales co- A fucking sales contest? Charlie, Charlie, I I gotta get out of here. If there is anyone today who objects to this union, let him speak now or forever hold his peace. Yes, yes, I object. Stop this wedding immediately. Hey, hey, that's not cool. Hey, who do you think you are, lady? Are you talking to me? I'm Ginny Link, the groom's lawfully married wife, and I'd like a word with my husband. Holy shit, man! Mr. Jim, you got some splaining to do, motherfucker! Judy went to all this trouble for you, and I know, I, I, I know, I, I, I let you down. I know. Just, just give me a minute, please. Jim, Jim, can you hear me? It's me, Jim. This is Ricky Jim. He can't hear you. You know that. Fuck, 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 Charlie. I gotta get out of here. You can't just wake yourself up. Something's gotta, you know, snap you out of it. Well, how about if I choke you to fucking death? Will that do it? Ginny, Ginny, what what are you doing here? Jim, shut up. Please, please, Ginny, let, let me explain. Jim, shut the fuck up. I came here because I realized something important about our relationship. Please, please, Ginny. I I know, I know. I've been an absentee husband and and, and distracted and... Jim. But but, but once we get Ricky back, we can, can, you know, it, it can all go back to normal. Go back to the way it was. No, Jim. Nothing can go back to the way it was. Ginny. The thing I realized, Jim, is that I love you. And when we love someone... Sometimes we need someone from outside. I'm going to tell you something. Your life is your own. We have a contract together. There are certain things we do jointly. We have a bond there. And there are other things. And those things are yours. And you needn't feel ashamed. You needn't feel that you are being untrue 
or that I would abandon you if I knew? This is your life. Yes? Yes. Good. Now I want you to go back over there and marry that salesman. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Charlie, this is living. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. Please, Mr. <coughs> Roma, you're choking me. Ah, I know. Charlie, I know. Do you, James Link, take Richard Roma to be your lawfully wedded salesman to buy land? To invest in land. To not change your mind for at least three days, as long as you both shall live. I, uh, uh, I do? I now pronounce you salesman and mark. You may a kiss the groom. Uh, uh, kiss him? Yeah, kiss him. Kiss him, Stand up, Charlie. Let's work that midsection. Oh, uh, ooh. Oh, uh, uh, oh, my pancreas. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. What the fuck is happening, Charlie? Looks like it's time for your train, Mr. Roma. I'll see you in your dreams. Fuck you, Charlie. Oh my god. Jim. Jim. What are you doing here? Hey, uh, Mr. Jim, Ricky's awake. Hooray! Jim. Jim, I have something I would like to show you. And this time, I know it will mean something to you. Oh, wow. Whoa. He's back. Whoa. Ricky is back. Ricky is back, baby. How about it? Very excited by this. He's awake. He's sentient. He's 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 a little sweaty, but he's, he's back. Rejuvenated. <laughs> reinvigorated. <laughs> he is too. Right? Rehabilitated. Rehabilitated. <laughs> he really is. It's he fantastic. Is. There's no stopping it. No. There's no keeping Ricky down. That's right. I mean, I, I, you know, it it was touch and go for a while there. I was really worried. Even for him? Yeah. Yeah. But he's back. (sighs) Better than ever. Somehow Uh, even more confident. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, the the power of love, you know, (laughs) kind of will do that to you, you know? Also, yeah, staring into the void of your own life. Yeah. Probably gets you centered a little bit more. That's for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He might come back completely changed. You know, this may be a brand new Ricky Roma we're looking at. Right. We'll have to see. Regarding Henry style. That's right. Exactly. As I like to say. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. He he does say at the end that he has something he wants to show Jim and he knows this time he knows it will mean something to him. Right. So I'm curious what that what that refers to. I mean, you know, I I get concerned at the idea of Ricky turning over a whole new leaf. Why? Still going to need to be Ricky, right? I mean, come on. What? Wait, what are you saying to me right now? <laughs> Is this the preparation for the fall? 
<laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. I know, but you seem to have an inkling. No, there's no inkling. All I'm right. just, I'm just, I'm just saying it, it would be, it would be an interesting turn to see, <laughs> you know, a whole new Ricky Roma. You know, yeah, that would be regarding a, Henry Style. Regarding Henry Style, exactly. Sure. Yeah, sure. to see what that would look like would be fascinating. Was I a nice man. <laughs> Like that? Yeah, like that. <laughs> no, Rick. <laughs> no, You're a fucking no, not asshole. not at all. Everyone. Everyone in the room is like, fuck no. What? <laughs> nice. What are you talking about? Somehow you were even mean to us in a coma. <laughs> I don't know how you did that, but... You got out of a coma <laughs> by beating the shit out of a kid. <laughs> you No, not nice is not something we think. <laughs> right. <laughs> when we think of Ricky Roma. No, it's not. Ruthless? Sure. Sure. Um, uh, efficient, yes. Hardworking, sure. I'm, I, I, my mind harkens back to the moment in the in the uh, the initial film where Ricky is nice to George inexplicably for a second, <laughs> and then catches himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he does it to Shelley too. He does, you know, he's nice to oh, Shelley. Oh, that's right. For he's very minute. referential to Shelley. Right, yeah. and then and then when it comes time to maybe save him, he's like, eh. <laughs> that old man could take care of himself. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I know we disagreed about that. Mutual respect. <laughs> <laughs> but what about this? Do you have any uh, any other highlights you wanted to share from from this exciting uh, scene? Uh, I want the as as Ricky makes his exit from the coma world. That fuck you, Charlie. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe I could get that as a ringtone. <laughs> Done. Okay. If you could just isolate that for me, that'd be pretty great. Sure, sure. All right. We can I'd do that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, highlights, eh? Huh? Is that yeah. your question? That's my question. I mean, there's so much to unpack here. It's pro- probably just to keep it all straight, we should probably just go from the top. Okay. <laughs> Seems to be the best way to handle this. <laughs> all right. So we got the, our, our narrator guy is back with another, meanwhile. Meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs> and... uh he introduces. I mean, that's just fun to do. I think everybody should just take a minute right now. Let's leave him a minute. Let's leave a little air in here, and let everybody do a meanwhile. Okay. It really cleanses the old palate. Are we all going to do one together? Like I think we'll all do one together. Okay. On three, you sure. count us off. Okay. One. Like the guy, do it like the guy. Oh, count off the one, two, three as the guy, or is as the, my no, usual? No, do the, the ESPN guy. My the way you always guy. count okay. us in. Yeah. In three, two, one. <laughs> meanwhile. <laughs> that was perfect. That was fun. I just love it. It's great. I think we should start doing that in our daily lives. Like when you stop a conversation with one person, then you're going to go talk to someone else. <laughs> you can just be, meanwhile, hello, Jim, you know, or whatever. I think that would be really I don't, fun. No, I'm not. As much as I love it, and I do love it, and I don't mean to be contrarian, although it is an art. <laughs> I uh, I want to say no to that. I, I want to do that. The other thing I... I thought of today that I want to do is I want to become a notary. I should have done this during the pandemic because I've always wanted to become a notary because uh, I think it's, uh, one, I'm very trustworthy, and two... I uh, mean, you've been known to break a pact, so I don't know <laughs> I don't know about trustworthy necessarily. I don't know that, that that sort of pact is the thing they look into when they're vetting <laughs> people for a... I mean, for, if, you know. only w- when I use a notary and I'm looking for things like that. <laughs> Are you a pact breaker? <laughs> There's something nefarious. I also want that 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 thing that squeezes the paper. You know, I want the stamp thing that you like put the, the paper, seal thing. Yeah, the yeah, seal, yeah. and you squeeze yeah. the paper in. And I thought it would be fun if I got one of those to just carry it around with me all the time, 
and I could go like at the grocery store and they give me my receipt. I could just like put it in there and squeeze it. Right. <laughs> the stamp on it. Be like, thank you. And then thank leave, you. you know? is this is uh, this is on the up and up now. Right. Exactly. This is this is good. And then yeah, I, I love it. And then I would say, meanwhile, and then I'd <laughs> take my groceries and leave. But again, that that would just seem weird. <laughs> All the other stuff is great, and you should be a notary. I think you should be a notary. You think? Like, you present as a notary. <laughs> and that'd be like a drive-around notary. Like, if you, you know, want a, want a no, notary, leave a notary. This is getting, you know, this is getting like, sexy, buddy. <laughs> so, like, you know, in the middle of the night, you need something notarized. You know, just text me. I'll, I'll drive over and I'll just squeeze the paper. No, thing. you'll notary delivery. Yeah, it'll be like u- Uber. Like it's like grub grub notary. No, you know, kind huh. of thing. You just you just do it. Maybe I'll make my own app. No, no. Yeah. What's the what it's it called, though? What are you calling your app? Notar app. Mo, mo, motory. <laughs> the motory notary. That's good. You're the motory notary. I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> And the app will have like a little picture of me in a car and it'll like zoom across the screen when you when you launch it. You know, that'll be fun. Bang. Yeah. This is why we do this. It's for notary motory moments. <laughs> this, that'll right. that'll keep me high for a week. We'll write a little jingle, you know, motory notary oh, yeah. song. That's all you. Yeah. That's all you, buddy. And then, you know, when you need me, you just hit me up on the app. I come over. I notarize your documents. I go home. Right. You, well, there's I money can... involved. You got to pay me, of course. But, you know. Yeah, but it's like nothing. It's like 35 bucks, right? Yeah. Something like that. That's what it usually is to get something notarized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody told me the story that <laughs> a friend of mine said he was, uh, you know, I live right near Newark, New Jersey here. That's where I like, you know, I go for jury duty and things like sure, that. Sure, sure. It's the head of the county that I live in. Right. And uh, a friend of mine was going there to the courthouse for something. And he went in with this document and he went to the person he was supposed to give it to. They said, oh, I'm sorry. You have to have this notarized before we can accept it. And he said, oh, gosh, well, do you, do you know where there's a notary nearby? And the person said, yeah, you, you see that hot dog stand down there on the street? <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's like, that guy's a notary. My man. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the That's guy amazing. must be making a killing because there's lawyers and all sorts of people coming and going from that courthouse all day. A, they're hungry. And B, they need things notarized. Yeah, the hot dog stand is a front <laughs> for him being able to be a notary in front of an office building. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, in front of the courthouse. It's the best. Courthouse. It's even perfect. More so. Exactly. It's the best place to be a, a hot dog notary guy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's fantastic. It is. It's brilliant. All right. Anyway, speaking of brilliant. Motory notary. <laughs> so we're inside Ricky's mind, and uh, Ricky's doing one of his little monologue deals about the train is, is pulling out of the station. The spectral conductor is collecting his ghastly fares, and he's got a one-way ticket to some place he never been before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then real tra- pensive there. Yeah, well, it seems like he's like right at right at the end here. The train is he's already pulling out of the station. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's like no stopping his his death. But then Charlie interrupts and says that he has superpowers. And Ricky acknowledges that yes. Yeah, I can I go on record saying like I've never hated Charlie more. <laughs> why? What do you mean why? Well, he's awesome. I mean, what is what's the problem? Why? Why he never said nothing about this before? Oh, <laughs> well, it just never came up. No, it's not because it never came up. It's because he's a little dickhead. <laughs> he's like, I'll wait till the last minute to tell Mister Romeo I'm a superhero. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. 
what I say. <laughs> I hate that. I've always hated that little bastard. <laughs> and like legit, I legit hate him. <laughs> I'm not. This isn't just playful. Like even when you do the voice, I'm like, ugh. This this is an irrational hatred, is what it it's is. It's really not. No, <laughs> it's like misophonia combined with like a hatred of this kid and all kids. <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Ricky was choking the, the life out of him. Well, I, I really. I am. thought you would enjoy that part. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy yeah. about that. But anyway, so Charlie informs him that th- he's missing out on a sales contest, which really gets Ricky's uh, dander up. Light lights a fire under him. It really does. Yeah. And just right before the fire can really get blazing, we we cut back to the hospital room where the the wedding has already started or is just getting started. Just getting going. Yeah, because there's a preacher there doing the whole dearly beloved thing. We're gathered here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this preacher, hard to know what to make of him. Yeah, he was all over the map. (laughs) He was all over the place. (laughs) Moments I thought he was maybe like Asian, (laughs) Italian. Southern Baptist. I don't know what was going on there. He's a very agnostic. You know, he's sort of a. I mean, he's probably like an army brat or something. Grew up all over. Well, very he's, strange. He's very. He's trying to be very inclusive of lots of cult- <laughs> cultures and religions and faiths. You know what I mean? He's very inclusive. Uh, well, shout out to that guy then. That's right. <laughs> we need more of that. We do. And uh, and there's we see Russell and Judy are there and Jim is is there like you know kind of uncomfortable. Uh, with this whole situation. Uh, but Russell's like nudging him like, oh, isn't this nice, Mr. Jim? Isn't this nice, Mr. Jim? And then and then Ricky's starting to get really mad about this whole sales contest thing, like you said. Why didn't he say anything about it before? Because um, we, we know if there's a sales contest, there's just one thing that gets Ricky riled up. It's a sales contest. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, he, he's a competitive, he, he's got a competitive spirit. You said clothes thus and so. Right. I did it. That's right. Yeah. He, yeah. He, loved, he likes when the stakes are raised a little bit. That's right. Yeah. It's a motivation, you know. Exactly. And and I guess that's exactly what he needed because he was very demotivated being in the coma and getting all depressed and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so It's funny how a coma demotivates you. <laughs> Not being able to see or speak or move <laughs> really gets a guy down. Or grasp reality. <laughs> really puts a kink in your style. Really puts a damper on your day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now he's remotivated. Remotivated! <laughs> he is. 100%. Uh, and then, so we cut back to the hospital room again, and the preacher uh, does the classic line: "If anybody objects to this union, let him speak now, or her forever hold his peace." Right. And we get a major surprise here. Did not see this coming. No, certainly not. <laughs> As in walks a woman who objects to the wedding ceremony and, and says, "Stop it immediately." And Russell is very upset because he was really enjoying the whole procedure. <laughs> yeah, he was. He really was. And he he asks, "Just who do you <laughs> think you are, lady?" Right. And then she introduces herself, and who is it? Oh my God, it's Ginny Link. We finally meet her. Yeah. And uh, after these many, many, many years. That's right. And she's, uh, you know, I, I, 
wasn't what I expected, I have to say. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I mean, expect. who knew what to expect? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we were all over the place with our expectations. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but uh, we got something. I think I think we finally zeroed in at the end of the first podcast that we, she was something around unbearable. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, Some, definitely. Somewhere in the neighborhood of intolerable. <laughs> Correct. Right. <laughs> but she I kind of, uh, at first she does come across that way, but then she seems a little more reasonable as the scene goes on. Right. So, you know, at first... Uh, uh, she says, I'm Ginny Link, the groom's lawfully married wife, and I'd like a word with my husband. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. And and the, the Russell is like <laughs> really enjoying the sort of raised stakes of the drama here. Uh, and he tells Mr. Jim that he's got some explaining to do. Uh, but he's a little upset because Judy went to all this trouble for him, and, and now, you know, they never told him that he was married. I remember in an earlier right. episode, there was a time when when Russell said, you know, if I ever found out you were untrue or you were lying to us about something, we'd be really mad and I'd kick right. your ass, right? Right. Um, so Jim says, I, I, I know I let you down. I know. <laughs> and he says, just give me a minute. And so then he goes <laughs> over to talk to Ginny. Starting to think that that little whole let you down speech, that's just a coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> he just uses to fend off any issues. It's sort of a shtick. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It works, though. You know, if you say, I let you down, it makes you feel sorry for him, right? It sort of builds in some sympathy right. for him if he says that to you. Right. And you feel like you don't want to kick his ass because you you feel bad for him. Right. So it is kind of a defense mechanism. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all do it. I'm not judging Jimmy. Well, no. Of course you're not. We all do it. Sure. Um, and then we cut back to Ricky, who is now like kind of calling out into the darkness for Jim. This is me, Jim. It's Ricky, Jim. But Charlie tells him, you know, you know, he can't he can't hear you. That doesn't work. He can't. That's not good. Right. Right. Uh, but Ricky's determined to get out of there. And does the classic thing that he does when he wants to go into or out of someplace. <laughs> he goes, gives it a good fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Insert person's name here. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if he came to your house, he'd be like, fuck, 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 Zumbo. <laughs> Let me in. You know, right? I, yeah, I guess I never considered it, but he would start with the triple fuck, <laughs> and then and then follow it up with the old nombre. Right, exactly. And yeah. then and then there you go. You got yourself a little thing. <laughs> That's right. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Wine gardener. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's I love exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. If he was sitting outside of a Zoom meeting in the waiting room waiting to be admitted. He'd right. Be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Zoom host. <laughs> Whatever, you know. That kind of thing. Um but Charlie explains something to him about coma magic. You know uh -huh. what I mean? And that is you can't just wake yourself up. Something's got to snap you out of it. I mean, that's good to know. <laughs> I'm glad I know that now, pre-coma. <laughs> so that I won't be languishing around in my coma for too long. 
Right, thinking you can snap yourself out of it. Cause then you, right, I'll know that I'll need some stimuli. That's right, because otherwise you might lay there thinking, I'm just going to take a few days in coma land and relax, chill out for a while. I mean, for sure I'd do that. Yeah, and then, and then when <laughs> for I'm... For sure I would, I would rest my bones a little while. <laughs> exactly, and then when you feel bored or ready to get out of there, you would just wake yourself up. Right. But that's not how it works. Because, I mean, coma land seems pretty trippy, though. Yeah, it does. Right? Like, maybe you could, maybe you get that to a place where it's like your own personal holodeck. <laughs> right, maybe right. That's, maybe that's why people stay in comas forever and ever. Maybe. You but, know? But clearly, Ricky wasn't able to really control his own coma because he got- He was not living the life of Riley, as it were. He got stuck with Charlie. Charlie on a train. Who wasn't really his favorite favorite guy ever. No, nobody's favorite guy ever <laughs> in the history of people. <laughs> In fact, many people's worst favorite guy, <laughs> least favorite guy. <laughs> um, and so Charlie says, you can't wake yourself up. Something's got to snap you out of it. And then Ricky has an idea. How about if I choke you to death? Will that do it? <laughs> <laughs> and at first I thought that was just a joke. You know what I mean? Like, like, haha, very funny, Rick. Which is probably right. what Charlie thought, too. Right. But uh, that's not how it Yeah, like out. all the other, like, shut up, Charlie. You fucking suck, Charlie. I hate you, Charlie. <laughs> right. What if, I, what if I strangle you to death, Charlie? It's all the it's, same. Yeah, it's just a throwaway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but before we can find out, it cuts back again to the hospital room, and we get this, um, this dramatic scene between Jim and Ginny Link as they're sort yeah. of working out their maritable problems. <laughs> maritable. <laughs> maritable. <laughs> maritable problems. <laughs> nice. I do say crayon correctly, though. So I, yes, got, I you got do. that going. You do for indeed. Me. <laughs> and in this uh, thing, it struck me how similar Ginny Link is sort of to Ricky Roma. Like she sort of has similar inflections. Sure. She even used some of the same words to Jim in this uh, speech she gives him about what she's learned during this time that they've sort of been having trouble. Right. Really interesting. <laughs> Don't you agree? Tell, tell me why you think so, Bill. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she says to him almost exactly what Ricky said to him in right. earlier, but with different meaning now, right? <laughs> it kind of carries a different a different meaning. It's true. It's very true. Before, Ricky was like trying to get him to... Drive her wedge. She was driving a wedge. Exactly. Yeah. This time she's bringing them back together. She's she's removing the wedge. Exactly. With the same words. Yeah. Yeah. Irony. Rem- <laughs> sweet. Removing the wedge. Sweet, sweet With irony. The same words. I know. Ah. It really is. Uh, I I I my I was welling up a little bit. I have to say. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a really strong moment. It was. Yeah. For sure. And she, then. Uh, in at number four, <laughs> removing the wedge. <laughs> and then she caps it with a good. Now I want you to go back over there and marry that salesman. Hilarious. Yeah, really fun. Right. Um, and then we, we cut back to inside of Ricky's mind, and there he is actually choking Charlie. Which, yeah. Which is not a euphemism. No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask, he just choked. And when, That's right. And when you're a star, they let you do it. Um, 
That's right. So he's choking Charlie. That uh, being said, I don't not to make it. Uh, you know, I don't want to get me tooed here. <laughs> but if Al Pacino wanted to just take, you know, <laughs> he 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 wouldn't need to follow up <laughs> with me. So wait, there are exceptions to the rule. <laughs> Is that what we're saying here? Only in this case. Oh, only in this case. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. I am the one exception. Oh, I see. But if if but it's it's okay though if you're the one making the exception, isn't it? Because you're the one. That's right. Whose mouth something would be going into. <laughs> so essentially, even though he Pres- presumably, <laughs> I don't know Al's predilections. <laughs> but even though he didn't ask or confirm, you're right. you're sort of preemptively confirming. I suppose that's true. Yes, if it's going in that direction. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. You're right. There would be no need to say no and then to get follow-up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It is a slippery slope, though, I have to say. (laughs) Not yet it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) But Ricky seems to really enjoy choking Charlie. Yeah, he's he says this is living at one point. That's right. Does he not? He does, which is yeah. ironic because he's in a coma. That's right. And he's like practically dead, and he's like, "This is living." Well, you never, you've never really lived until you've choked. Until Charlie. you've been in a coma, <laughs> you choked a little annoying brat, and you choked a little annoying kid. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Why? I don't know why I didn't do this sooner." Um, I don't know either. Me either, <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Me either. Uh, and so uh, Charlie says, please, Mr. Roma, you're choking me. And th- now Roma is just like <laughs> laughing and saying, I know, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was particularly hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, and then we go back out to the hospital room and the, and the wedding is wrapping up. And so it's the final like vows. And the preacher says, do you link, take Roma to be your lawfully wedded salesman to buy land, to invest in land? To Brilliant. not change your mind for at least three days, as long as you both shall live. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Link does, and he pronounce, the preacher then pronounces them salesman and Mark. Brilliant. And he may kiss the groom, which surprises Jim a little bit. Right. Um, but everybody... He wasn't ready for that. No, he wasn't ready for the big kiss. No, no. But everybody everybody there is very supportive, and they 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 start like sort of encouraging him to to go ahead and kiss Ricky. Right. And why not? I mean, seriously. That's how you end a wedding, right? I mean, that's how it has to end, right? That's the that's the logical conclusion. If it's a wedding, it should have a kiss at the end of it. That's right. Right on the right on the tail end there. Exactly. Right, you know? right, right the back. Send us off with a bang. Exactly. Got to have it. Yeah. 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 Otherwise yeah. we go home really disappointed, right? They didn't even kiss. I know. Is it even a wedding? I don't know if it is. I don't know if that's legally binding if you don't do the kiss. It can't be. It seems like American bullshit. <laughs> you don't have to kiss someone to be married to them. Yeah, that's true. You don't. <laughs> but that's but that's but we like it when when that happens. We do like it. Yeah. So So me meanwhile It is a fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, Char- Charlie now now Roma is working Charlie over with his fists. <laughs> he says, "Stand up, Charlie. Let's work the midsection. <laughs> let's work that midsection." Yeah, <laughs> and he starts <laughs> pummeling Charlie in the pancreas. Yeah, 
This feels triumphant. <laughs> you like? I thought you would like that, I did. Too. I like this moment a lot. <laughs> yeah. But then all of a sudden, uh, there's there's some sort of in 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 coma commotion. Some como com coma commotion. Como <laughs> no coma commotion. Yeah. yeah, I think you're there. I think you got there. <laughs> and so, uh, Roma gets kind of swept up into this giant like train shaped vortex, right? That sort of sucks him is sucking him out of the coma world, and um. He doesn't know what's happening, and Charlie says, it looks like it's time for your train, Mr. Roma, and says, I'll see you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan, not a fan. And then there's your, your, your moment, your fuck you, Charlie, which I know you enjoyed that, too. I did enjoy that very much. Yeah. And so the uh, as Roma's being pulled out on a train, we hear the train, and we see this sort of train thing, and then... It all sort of blends together as we see Jim uh, come in for the kiss on Ricky's, like, comatose lips. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in at number seven, your comatose lips. (laughs) I love that song. That's a great one. It's really good. It's a great one. It's real, uh, it's a tough breakup song. It really is. It's a real killer. It is. It is like one of those 1950s like dead boyfriend songs. You know what I mean? That yeah, that's right. There were tons yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is up with them? I don't know, but there are a whole bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Dead boyfriend and dead girlfriend songs. There's one by the Everly Brothers that I find particularly haunting. Oh yeah. About uh. It's like flight 103. His, his girlfriend was coming in on flight 103, and he's at the airport waiting for her. Yikes. And then there's like a monologue in the middle where he talks about, you know, I was in the airport, and that's when I heard the announcement that anybody waiting for flight 103 should go to the main desk and talk to the people there. And that's, <laughs> when, and that's when I found out what happened. And then they go back into the song. It's uh, was this was this uh, was this biographical? No, no, I don't think so. I think it's uh, just just a fiction. Yeah, it's just a dead. They just did. They were doing a genre thing. It's a dead girlfriend song. No, know? I so, know. Yeah, I mean that's crazy though. I know it really is crazy. There's that's so many so of crazy. them though. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know why that was such a popular thing at that time. Yeah, there must. I don't know either. I don't know if. It and was, I always say if you're if you're a lady if you're a young lady. And you're you happen to be with a, a poet and or folk singer? Don't go down by any river with him. <laughs> don't go down by the river. Bad things happen down by the river. Yeah, and don't drive too fast with D- your boyfriend. Certainly don't drive too fast. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, uh, and don't go into the woods. The woods or by the river. You don't want anything to do with either of those places. <laughs> I like both of those places, though. I have. I to mean, say. yeah, but just don't, I'm saying with a folk singer or a poet, don't go, don't do it. All right. If I, I mean, sure, okay. All right. Where are there places I can go? How about a coffee shop? That seems safe. Seems safe. Public places generally safe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Yes. Um, and then there's like a moment of silence and just stillness. And then like Ricky's eyes flutter open suddenly. <laughs> You're painting quite the picture. Thank you. And he yeah. he, 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 he looks up at Jim. And he quietly says, Jim, <laughs> what are you what doing? Are you doing here? Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, 
What a Su- moment. Such a great welcome back to reality. Right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Just absolutely touching and, and fun all at the same time. He's right back in there. He right is. He is. Absolutely. <laughs> and Russell, you know, because maybe Jim didn't notice, points out, hey, hey, Mr. Jim, Ricky's awake. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be sure uh-huh. we're all clear on what's going on. Right. And then there's a big cheer from everybody that's assembled to see the wedding. Nice. Right. And then uh, and then Ricky's right back into it. You know, Jim, I have something I would like to show you. And this time I know it will mean something to you. And that, yeah, now he knows. Yeah. He's even more confident than he was before. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's crazy. Uh, it's really something. And then that leaves us wondering what's the what does he have in store for Jim, right? Right, right. And also we 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 got to get back to the guys at the office. We never found out about the the little lead card and what that was leading to. Yeah, what is what's the little lead card all about? Well, I guess we'll find out, you know, in the future. This is clearly not the end. So No, it, no, it can't be. No. So there's Grace has got at least a, one more episode up her sleeve here. All right. Up her mechanical sleeve. Mr. Loose Ends over here. Well, we got to get them tied up. I mean, I can't. You got to tie them up. You got to tie them up. It seems like. What do you do with loose ends? Tie them up. I mean. Tie them up. (laughs) What what do you leave them untied? No. No. That's dangerous. You know why? Because they're loose. (laughs) That's why. That's absolutely right. Loose, comatose lips sink ships. (laughs) I mean, we know this to be true. (laughs) We've heard it many, many times. (laughs) <laughs> that old chestnut <laughs> I mean can you have tight comatose lips I don't know I don't know I don't know what your face does in a coma it's gotta be they gotta be loose I think right? yeah they're I think loose. it'd be very relaxed I would yeah, think yeah they're loose <laughs> <laughs> you you seem to equate coma with like vacation <laughs> I think I want to go into a coma yeah, I, think I think you do too <laughs> I'm like you know that sounds pretty good can we induce a coma over here I mean, there are ways to get you there. Sure. <laughs> we could explore some of those together. <laughs> I mean, you like to get yourself close to a coma, you know, with with your with. Your I do. Stuff. Yeah, I like to. Yeah, dance right on the <laughs> right on the property line of coma. <laughs> what happened there? You I don't know. Record, a, you hit the button. Uh, something happened. There was a glitch of some sort. Yeah, I, I might have done it. <laughs> I don't know. I was mousing around. I might have pushed something. Who knows? <laughs> It's glitchy. Wine gardener hey. is glitchy. What are we going to do? <laughs> Pay close attention. That's what it sounds like when someone is guilty and can't admit it. <laughs> it sounds just like that. There may have been. I may have done something. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Things happen in this world. Who it's, can it's say? It's crazy. I was mousing, yes. But does that mean I did anything? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. Who's to say? <laughs> we may never know. We may never know <laughs> what happened there. You know, it's just... Something happened. I think That's we all, all know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to have you back, buddy. Thanks. It's good to be back. <laughs> I think. Um, so that was that thing, and that's the end of that thing. And then that's the end of that thing. And you can see, yeah, it's uh, things are coming to a head here. Correct. Right. Yeah. This was a bit of a climax, sort of of the of the Ricky Jim storyline. You know. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. They're back together. They're reunited. Exactly. And it feels so good. It feels so good. It feels so loose. <laughs> Le- legally obligated to say that after <laughs> saying the word reunited. Right. <laughs> it does feel good. It does. Yeah. And they, the lips feel loose, <laughs> loosey goosey. <laughs> and, uh, and so, 
you know, I'm looking forward to the the uh, the wrapping up of the lead whacker story with the salesman, and then uh, you well, know, well, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you know, even though we we're trying to end this podcast, it's still dragging itself. It's still shambling along like a zombie. It's shambling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a shambling mound of of storytelling. That's right. <laughs> and it will shamble a little further, and then it, it, you know, as shambling mounds often do. That's what they do. They shamble. They shamble. Can't help it. Yeah. You know who doesn't? Non shambling mounds. <laughs> true that yeah but that's uh uh that's really all i have for you this evening zumbo oh yeah yeah we should wrap this up this has gone on way too long <laughs> way too long all right <laughs> well i guess we'll we'll come back and do it again next week as well yeah we're gonna do. we're gonna keep tying tying ends and loosing lips right and asking permission you're correct for, first and foremost <laughs> and most of all so please allow us to come back next week and, and wrap up some more stuff Oh, yeah. No, we'll be back. All right, good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Till then. Bye. Bye. What would David Mamet